Blog Talk Radio. Ain't nobody can't start, nobody like us We crush the same heart, some horses the same mark Walk in the main block, fainted with blood that's still hot So deep the same socks, the pain, spark, frustration Situations lead to hate and some deal with drug distribution Others off the plantation, some know the code of the streets Some got a college education, come down on the weekend and peace The conversation Yo, On the corner, units charmed out, ghetto looking bombed out Police waited to roll for those who walked the wrong route Shorties going all out, they got their swords drawn out Ready to brawl out, getting full to they fall out black like Morehouse. Forty O's is tossed out for brothers that they mourn about. Get red till it's gone out. Whether they broke or floored out. Honey fast, they draws out. Looking for a ticket out the poorhouse. The jungle out here. Lines keep their claws out. Banks and jaws out. We just get forced out. Names is called out. Ghetto fame is sold out. You wanna be the man that they talk about. I walked out. I had some things on my mind to sort out. I talk about the wild circumstance we born out. Remember myself at your age and I was just like you. If that was now, I don't know what I would do My ears are closest to me So what I say to you was going for me Some we both still growing in day But where you at, I was And where you been, I left Utilize my experience to guide your steps Some people get love but don't command respect It's something that you can't buy with a check Or a roll of your legs Or icy links that hang from your neck If it's real, who needs a deal with yeah, special effects? Come here, yo, let me drop this on you Look, they got you cornered The corner of the block is hot I ain't got to warn you Cause I see you every day Trapped in every way yeah, I'm a thug and that's all that I can say Who are you anyway? Mary J, I spent many nights awake Watching you while you sleep Trying to figure out how to be the example Cause talk is cheap as you walk the street Study cats on the real In a combo, just make your point and relax and chill Who's gonna want to destroy each other in a cipher instead of bill Be a man of will, don't be standing still If you don't plan ahead, then you plan to fail Who's be in a days when the ways reveal Like they funny style, but I'm not laughing Serious begins making money while the police is passing Can't wait for opportunity to knock, you gotta make it happen. It ain't about no spectacular ways of rapping, just immaculate ways of action. Little brother, I know that times is hard. Listen. Keep your mind on God, stay clear, danger and harm. You'll get along, I sing my song for little brothers. Out there in the street, uh, struggling to make ends meet. Gotta hold the heat, struggling so hard to compete. Stay clear, danger and harm, stay on the job. Try to stay strong, keep moving on.
do a la, 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 a la like this. Gotta be something for me to write this. Queen, I ain't seen you in a minute. Wrote this letter and finally decided to send it. Signed, still delivered for us to grow together. Love has no limit. Let's spin a slow forever. I know your heart is weathered by what does did to you. I ain't gonna start them because I probably did it too. Because of you feelings I handle with care. Some recognize your life, but they can handle the glare. You know I ain't the type to walk around with matching shirts. The relationship is effort. I will match your work. I want to be the one to make you happiest and hurt you the most. They say the end is near. It's important that we're close to the most high. Regardless of what happened on him, let's rely. Second. It's important we communicate and tune the fate of this union to the right pitch. I never call you my to even my boo. It's so much in the name and so much more in you. Few understand the union of woman and man. It's sex and a single is where they assuming it land. But that fly by night for you in the sky right. During these cold side nights, moon, you my light. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Ghetto the coffee shop, you I see that all. Let's stick to understanding and we won't fall. For better or worse times, I hope to me you call. So I pray every day more than anything. Friends will stay as we begin to lay. This foundation for a family. Love ain't simple. Why can't it be anything worth having? You work at annually. Granted, we've known each other for some time. It don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. To at times when I'm lost, I try to find you. You know to give me space when it's time to. My heart's dictionary defines you. It's love and happiness. Truthfully, it's hard trying to practice happiness. The time we committed love, it was real good. Had to be for me to arrive, and it still feel good. I know the sex ain't gonna keep you, but as my equal, it's how I must treat you. It's my reflection, the light, I'ma lead you. And whatever's right, I'ma feed you. Yo, I tell you the rest when I see you. See.
Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power, and I'm Beverly, and we have part two tonight with Dr. Robert X. Dr. X, how are you doing this evening? This is well. You jumped mm-hmm. in pot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> At the end 
the music. Al Grit. <laughs> Can't forget those grits. <laughs> Appropriate, Bear. That was uh, that was good. Hotel, hotel, hotel. Thank you, Devin. Thank to you. Thank us. Yes. Hey, I did. I did like uh, Wes said last night. I need to look out the window more often. So <laughs> I ain't look out the window today. <laughs> you did get a chance to look out, huh? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I still I thought... ain't looked out the window. Okay, I thought you said you followed uh, West's instructions. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I said, like he said last night, I need to look out the window more often. <laughs> well, you're so bad. The weather is so nice. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. weather is so nice. Uh, I guess people didn't have uh, the time to kill each other today. So it was pretty okay. much a yeah, very slow day today. Uh, not much happened. Okay. Well, that's okay. relatively not much happened. It's it's just another day. Um, hmm In the neighborhood. That that's pretty much what it is, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're dealing with punitive propaganda. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a an appropriate phrase to use to describe what's taking place here, uh, not just in this country, but globally. And uh, one side of this equation has decided that they're going to use NGOs, government-funded organizations, and the intelligence community to launch a massive censorship campaign where they want to shut down free speech for the whole world. And gun control. Well, of course, that comes, that's the only way they're going to get free speech. That's why they're trying mm-hmm. to take the gun. All right. The, the guns is what gave the people in this country free speech in their fight against the British. I find it interesting that when you really look beneath the surface of, of what's going on, all roads lead right back to Britain. They re- mm-hmm. lead right to London. So as much as things have changed, uh, there's one agenda that these people have been pushing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And they feel that if they can just disarm this country and make Russia disappear, that they can basically uh, maneuver the, the Chinese world. they want them to do. That is correct. Because mm-hmm. it will be the only other major obstacle. So uh, that's where we are, Bear. It's the most dangerous time that I've seen in my lifetime. And and what's amazing is you've got a group of people who are living in a delusional state that somehow this is going to benefit them. 
I don't understand where they get that from because for them, this thing is purely ideological. But it's not just ideology. It's much more than that. Okay? This is their opportunity to basically eliminate vast numbers of people on the planet in a variety of of means. Okay? That's the bottom line. They want people off this planet. And I know we will individualize that particular statement. And we tell ourselves, not me. Let me tell you. If you think that way, uh, and it's not incorrect to think that way, but it's incorrect to think that way. If you think you're important, you've lost the game already. People do not consider you important. So when we say they're trying to depopulate the planet and you think that they're not talking about you, think again. Think again. And I find it interesting, Bear, <clears throat> that I don't a whole lot about what well, I do where I, where I go, the places I visit. But people have been dying in large numbers. And the data is coming in overwhelmingly pointing to the venom that's doing it. Mm-hmm. If it didn't get you right away, it gets you two, three years down the road. Correct. And that is just what we said would happen, where people would start coming down with all kind of diseases, falling over with heart, things like that. And that's exactly what has happened. But the mainstream media that's now controlled by the pharmaceutical industry, uh, which also uh, has a great deal of influence on government, uh, refuses to talk about it. Again, those would be examples of people who are telling themselves that they are important in the scheme of things. But they're not as well. And the piece that we we kind of stopped on last night, Bev, with mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson uh, interviewing uh, the State Department insider. Uh, and it's interesting that this guy worked in the Trump administration because you'll never hear this from the Biden administration, not even remotely. But I said yesterday, and I'm going to reiterate, that I think it's the best interview, and I haven't seen a whole lot of his interviews, but it's the best one I've ever seen Tucker Carlson do. And it's mainly because he's taking it all in as well. Let me tell you what happens, Bear. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, 
who over the years has been as mainstream as you come, played the Democrat-Republican role, right? Until about seven years ago, that would be 2016. Or is it eight years ago? I think it's eight years ago when Orange Man got in office. And it's almost as if a light bulb went off in this dude's head. He got a wake-up call. And from that day forth, this dude has changed dramatically. This is his learning learning time. He's now learning what's really been going on. And I think it's shocking the hell out of him. <laughs> no expressions on his face. It looks like it. Well, you can tell because he's a journalist. But mm-hmm. in any of these interviews, he's absolutely silent. He says very little and lets the guests talk. And when he lets this particular guest talk, much of what this guest is talking about, uh, we've dealt with over the years and more. Mm-hmm. But he puts it very succinctly in a way that many people can't so that you can really understand how serious this situation is. If you can just imagine that certain things that you say will automatically get you arrested. You end up at a fusion center and nobody won't know what happened to you. And they don't have to tell you what happened because censorship is coming under Homeland Security. That's one of the things that he was talking about yesterday. So you literally, based on your speech, have been categorized as an enemy combatant. You are now the Palestinians, whether you realize it or not. You literally are the Palestinians. And what you're dealing with right now, this is just the first phase, is punitive propaganda. That's what you see going on with the courts. That's what you see going on with the justice system. In almost any area of government, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is punitive propaganda. Because they're literally making people's lives change by denying people access. That'll kill you. And if that don't kill you, after we complete this first uh, or the, the conclusion 
of Tucker Carlson's uh, interview, the next piece, the next two pieces that we're going to uh, play should first make you echo back to what we dealt with last night from uh, the article. One in specific that I'll go back and just highlight a couple of pieces, and then we're going to go into uh, these other two videos that I have. And you will begin to see just how serious this is, because I think I need to remind you a little bit. All right? So let's let's do this, Bev. Let's finish the last okay. part of that interview. I think it's about 20 minutes long, something like that. Okay. And then we'll continue on with the rest of the form. I think the family will find it quite interesting. And... Uh, the other thing that I'll add on, those of you who don't have balls, don't worry about it. They got some balls for you. we get into that a little later. And just like that, now what they did then is they Wait, so in other words, a of- complaining about election fraud is taking down our power grid. Yes, you can literally be on your toilet seat at 9.30 on, on a Thursday night and tweet, I think that mail-in ballots are illegitimate. And you were essentially then caught up in the crosshairs of the Department of Homeland Security classifying you as conducting a cyber attack on U.S. critical infrastructure because you were doing misinformation online in the cyber realm, and misinformation is a cyber attack on democracy when it undermines public faith and confidence in in our democratic elections and our democratic institutions. They, they would end up going far beyond that. They would actually define democratic institutions uh, as being another thing that was a cyber security attack to, uh, to undermine. And lo and behold, the mainstream media is considered a democratic institution. That would come later. What ended up happening was in advance of the 2020 election, starting in April of 2020, although this goes back before, you had this essentially never-Trump neocon Republican DHS working with essentially NATO on the national security side and, the, and essentially the DNC, if you will, uh, to, to use DHS as the launching point for a government-coordinated mass censorship campaign spanning every single social media platform on Earth in order to pre-censor the ability to dispute the legitimacy of mail-in ballots. And here's how they did this. They aggregated four different institutions, uh, Stanford University, the University of Washington, a company called Graphica, and the Atlantic Council. Now, all four of these institutions, the centers within them, were, were, were essentially Pentagon cutouts. You had, uh, you had at the Stanford Internet Observatory, it was actually run by Michael McFaul. If you know Michael McFaul, he was the U.S. ambassador to Russia under the, uh, under the um, Obama administration, and he personally authored a seven-step playbook for how to successfully orchestrate a color revolution. That is, and, and part of that involved had maintaining total control over media and social media, juicing up the civil society outfits, uh, ca- calling elections illegitimate in order to, now mind you, all of these people were professional Russia gators and professional election delegitimizers in 2016. And then, well, well, I'll get to that in a sec. So, so Stanford University, uh, the, nominally the Stanford Air Observatory under Michael McFall was run by Alex Stamos, 
who, who was formerly a Facebook executive who coordinated with ODNI and the, uh, with respect to uh, Russiagate, you know, taking down Russian propaganda at Facebook. So this is a, another in, uh, liaison, essentially, to the national security state. And under Alex Famous at Stanford Air uh, Observatory was Renee DiResta, who started her career in the CIA and wrote the Senate Intelligence Committee report on Russian disinformation. And there's a lot more there that I'll, leave, I'll get to another time. But uh, the, the next institution was, was the University of Washington, which is essentially the Bill Gates University in Seattle, who is headed by Kate Starbird, who uh, is, is basically three generations of military brass, who got her PhD in crisis informatics, essentially doing uh, you know, social media surveillance for the Pentagon and getting you know, DARPA funding and, uh, and, and working essentially with the national security state, then repurposed to take on mail-in ballots. The third firm, Graphica, got $7 million in Pentagon grants uh, uh, and, and got their start as part of the Pentagon's Minerva Initiative. The Minerva Initiative is the Psychological Warfare Research Center of the Pentagon. They, they, this group was, an, was doing social media spying and narrative mapping for the Pentagon until the 2016 election happened, and then were, were repurposed into a partnership with the Department of Homeland Security to censor you know, 22 million Trump tweets, uh, pro-Trump tweets about mail-in ballots. And then the fourth institution, as I mentioned, was the Atlantic Council, who's got seven CIA directors on the board. So one after another, it is exactly what Ben Rhodes described it during the Obama era as the blob, the foreign policy establishment. It's either the, it's the, it's the Defense Department, the State Department, or the CIA every single time. And of course, this is because they were, they were threatened by Trump's foreign policy. And so while, while much of the censorship looks like it's coming domestically, it's actually by our foreign-facing Department of Dirty Tricks color revolution blob, who are professional government topplers, who were then basically descended on the 2020 election. Now, they did this. They explicitly said, the head of this election integrity partnership, on tape, and, and, and my foundation clipped them, and it's been played before Congress, and it's in, you know, a part of the Missouri v. Biden lawsuit now. But they explicitly said on tape that they were set up to do what the government was banned from doing itself. And then they articulated a multi-step framework in order to coerce all the tech companies to take censorship actions. They said on tape the tech companies would not have done but for their pressure, which involved using threats of government force because they were the deputized arm of the government. They had a formal partnership with the DHS. They were able to use DHS's proprietary domestic disinformation switchboard to immediately talk to top brass at all the tech companies for takedowns. And they bragged on tape about how they got the tech companies to all systematically adopt a new terms of service speech violation ban called delegitimization, which meant any tweet, any YouTube video, any Facebook post, any TikTok video, any Discord post, any Twitch video, anything on the internet that, that uh, undermined public faith and confidence in the use of mail-in ballots or early voting drop boxes or, or, or ballot tabulation issues on election day was a prima facie uh, terms of service violation policy under this new delegitimization policy that they only adopted because of pass-through government pressure from the Election Integrity Partnership, which they bragged about on tape, including the grid that they used to do this and, and simultaneously invoking threats of government breaking them up or, or government stopping doing favors for the tech companies unless they did this, as well as inducing crisis PR by working with their media allies. And they said the government, DHS, could not do that themselves, and so they set up this, this basically 
constellation of State Department, Pentagon, uh, and, and IC networks to run this pre-censorship campaign, which by their own math had 22 million tweets on Twitter alone. Now, mind you, they're just on 15 platforms. This is hundreds of millions of posts, which were all scanned and banned or throttled so that they could not be amplified or they exist in this sort of limited state purgatory or had these frictions affixed to them in the form of fact-checking labels where you couldn't actually click through the thing or you had to, it was, it was an inconvenience to be able to share it. Now, they did this seven months before the election because at the time they, they were worried about the perceived legitimacy of a Biden victory in the case of a so-called red mirage blue shift event. They knew the only way that Biden would be able to was, would win mathematically uh, was through the disproportionate Democrat use of mail-in ballots. They knew there would be a crisis because it was going to look extremely weird if, if Trump looked like he won by seven states. You know, but, you know, uh, and then three days later, it comes out actually the election switch. I mean, that, that would put the election crisis of the Bush-Gore election uh, on a level of steroids that the national security state said, well, the, the, the public will not be prepared for. So what we need to do is we need to, in advance, we need to pre-censor the ability to even question legitimacy. This took out... Wait, wait, may, may I ask you to pause right there? So what you're saying is, what you're suggesting is, they knew the outcome of the election seven months before it was held. It looks very bad. Certainly, <laughs> yes, Mike, it does look very bad. <laughs> uh, you know, and especially when you combine this with the fact that this is right on the heels of the impeachment, the Pentagon-led, CIA-led impeachment. You know, it was uh, Eric Cimarella from the CIA, and it was the Vindmans from the Pentagon uh, who led the impeachment of Trump in late 2019 over, uh, you know, an alleged phone call around withholding Ukraine aid. This same network, which came straight out of the Pentagon uh, hybrid warfare network, uh, military censorship network created after the first you know, Ukraine crisis in 2014, were the lead architects of the uh, Ukraine impeachment in 2019, and then essentially came back on steroids as part of the 2020 election censorship operation. But you know, from their perspective, I mean, it certainly looks like the perfect crime these were the people, DHS at the time had actually federalized much of, of the National Election uh, um, uh, Administration through this January 6, 2017 uh, uh, executive order from outgoing Obama um, DHS head Jed Johnson, uh, which essentially wrapped all 50 states up into a formal DHS partnership. So DHS was simultaneously in charge of the administration of the election in many respects and the censorship of anyone who challenged the administration of the election. Uh, this is like you know putting essentially the defendant uh, of a trial uh, as the judge and jury of the trial. But, very... but, but you're not describing democracy. I mean, you're describing a country in which democracy is impossible. What I'm essentially describing is military rule. I mean, this is. I mean, what, what's happened with the rise of the censorship industry is a total inversion of the idea of democracy itself. You know, the, the democracy sort of draws its legitimacy from the idea that it is uh, ruled by consent of the people of the people being ruled. That is, it's not really being ruled by an overlord because the government is actually just our will expressed by our consent with who we vote for. Um, the whole push after the 2016 election and after Brexit and after a couple of other, you know, social media run elections that went the wrong way from what the State Department wanted, like the 2016 Philippines election, 
was to completely invert everything that we described as being the underpinnings of a democratic society in order to deal with the threat of free speech on the internet. And what they essentially said is, we need to redefine democracy from being about the will of the voters to being about the sanctity of democratic institutions. And who are the, inst the democratic institutions? Oh, it, it's us. You know, it's the military. It's NATO. It's the IMF and the World Bank. It's 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 uh, it's the mainstream media. Uh, who uh, it is the NGOs. And oh, they, of course, these NGOs are largely State Department funded or IC funded. It's essentially all of the elite establishments. Uh, that were under threat from domestic, the rise of domestic populism that declared their own consensus to be the new definition of democracy. Because if you define democracy as being the strength of democratic institutions rather than a focus on the will of the voters, then what you're left with is essentially democracy is just the consensus-building architecture within the, within the democratic institutions themselves. And from their perspective, that takes a lot of work. I mean, I mean, the amount of work these people do, I mean, for example, we mentioned the Atlantic Council, which is one of these big coordinating mechanisms for the oil and gas industry in a region, for the, for the finance and the J.P. Morgans and, and the Black Rocks in a region, for the NGOs in the region, for the media in the region. All of these need to reach a consensus, and that process takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work and a lot of negotiation. From their perspective, that's democracy. Democracy is getting the NGOs to agree with BlackRock, to agree, to agree with, the, with the Wall Street Journal, you know, to, to you know, agree with uh, you know, the, the community and activist groups who are onboarded with respect to a particular initiative. That is the difficult vote-building process from their perspective. At, at the end of the day, a bunch of you know, populist groups decide that they like a, a truck driver who's popular on TikTok more than the you know, carefully constructed consensus of the NATO military brass. Well, then, from their perspective, you know, that is now an attack on democracy. And this is what this whole branding effort was. And, of course, democracy, again, has that magic regime change predicate where democracy is, is our magic watchword to be able to overthrow governments from the ground up in a sort of color revolution style whole of society effort to topple a, a, a democratically elected government from the inside. For example, as we did in Ukraine, Viktor Yanukovych was democratically elected by the Ukrainian people, like, like him or hate him, well, I'm not even uh, uh, issuing an opinion there, but the fact is, is we color revolution him out of office. We January 6th him out of office, yeah. actually, to be frank. I mean, with respect to the, you had you know, State Department funded right sector thugs and, you know, $5 billion worth of civil society money pumped into this to overthrow a democratically elected government in the name of democracy. And they took that special set of skills home, and now it's here perhaps potentially to stay, and this has fundamentally changed the, the nature of American governance because of the threat of you know, one small voice becoming popular on social media. May, may I ask you a question? So into that, that group of institutions that you say now define democracy, the NGOs, um, foreign policy, et cetera, et cetera, you, you included the mainstream media. Now, in 2021, the NSA broke into my private text apps and read them and then leaked them to the New York Times against me. That just happened again to me last week. Um, and I'm wondering how common that is for the intel agencies to work with so-called mainstream media like the New York Times to hurt their opponents. 
Well, that is the function of these interstitial government-funded non-governmental organizations and think tanks like, for example, we mentioned the Atlantic Council, which is you know, NATO's think tank, but other groups like the Aston Institute, which draws the lion's share of its funding from the State Department and other government agencies. You know, the Aston Institute was busted doing the same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop censorship. Yeah. You, know, you had this strange situation where the FBI had advanced knowledge of the pending publication of the Hunter Biden laptop story. And then magically, the Aspen Institute, which is run by essentially former CIA, former NSA, former FBI, and then a bunch of sort of civil society organizations, uh, all hold a mass uh, stakeholder simulation, censorship simulation, a three-day uh, conference. You know, this came out, and Joel Roth was there. This was a big part of the Twitter file leaks, and it's been mentioned in multiple congressional investigations. But Somehow, the Aspen Institute, uh, which is basically an addendum of the national security state, uh, got the exact same information that the national security state spied on journalists and political figures to obtain, and not only leaked it, but then basically did a joint coordinated censorship simulator in, in September, two months before the election, in order, just like with the censorship of mail-in ballots, to be in ready position to pre-censor anyone online amplifying wait, wait a, a news story that had not even broken yet. The Aspen Institute? So, I mean, which is, by the way, I've yes. spent my life in Washington. It's kind of a, I mean, Walter Isaacson, formerly of Time Magazine, ran it, from, former president of CNN. Um, I had no idea it was part of the national security state. I had no idea its funding came from the U.S. government. You're, this is the first time I've ever heard that. But given, assuming what you're saying is true, it's a little weird that Walter Isaacson left Aspen's to, to write a biography of Elon Musk. Strange or not? Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't read that book. I, I, from what I've heard from people, it's a relatively fair treatment. I, you know, just total speculation, but I suspect that Walter Isaacson has struggled with this issue and may not even firmly fall in one particular place. Uh, in the sense that, you know, Walter Eisenstein did a series of interviews of Rick Stengel, uh, actually with the Atlantic Council and, and in other settings, uh, where he interviewed Rick Stengel specifically on the issue of, uh, of you know, the, the need to get rid of the First Amendment and the threat that free speech on social media poses to democracy. Now, at the time, I was very concerned. This was between 2017 and 2019 when he did these Rick Stengel interviews. I was very concerned because... Isaacson expressed what seemed to me to be a highly sympathetic uh, view about the Rick Stengel, you know, perspective on killing the First Amendment. Now, he didn't formally endorse that position, but it left me very skittish about Isaacson. But what I should say is, at the time, I don't think very many people, in fact, I know virtually nobody in the country um, uh, had any idea how deep the rabbit hole went when it came to the construction of, of the censorship industry and the, 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 how deep the tentacles had grown within the military and the national security state in order to buoy and consolidate it. Much of that, frankly, did not even come to public light until, uh, until even last year. You know, frankly, some of that was galvanized by Elon Musk's acquisition and the Twitter files and the Republican turnover in the House that allowed these multiple investigations, uh, the lawsuits like Missouri v. Biden, the discovery process there. Uh, and, and you know, multiple other things like the Disinformation Governance Board, who, by the way, the interim head of that, you know, the, the head of that, Nina Jankovic, got her start 
uh, in the censorship industry from this exact same um, clandestine intelligence community censorship network created after the 2014 Crimea situation. Nina Jankovic, when, when her name came up in 2022 as part of Disinformation, Disinformation Governance Board, I almost fell out of my chair because I had been tracking Nina's network for almost five years at that point when her, when her name came up as part of the UK inner cluster cell of a busted clandestine operation to censor the internet called the Integrity Initiative which was created by the UK Foreign Office and uh, was backed by NATO's political affairs uh, unit in order to, to carry out this thing that we talked about at the beginning of this, of this dialogue, the NATO's uh, sort of psychological inoculation uh, and uh, the, the ability to kill so-called Russian propaganda or rising political groups who wanted uh, to maintain energy relations with Russia at a time when the US was trying to kill the Nord Stream and other Another uh, pipeline relation. Well, they did uh, that. Marine Le for... they, they Well, Nina Jankovic was a part of this this outfit, and then who was the who was the head of it after Nina Jankovic went down? It was Michael Chertoff, and Michael Chertoff was running the the Aspen Institute Cyber Group, and then this and the Aspen Institute then goes on to be the censorship simulator that the Biden laptop story, and then two years later, Chertoff is then the head of the Disinformation Governance Board after Nina is forced to step down. Yeah, a close. And then Marcus Turtoff also is the business owner of the intrusion machines that you have to walk through at the airport. And I don't know, Sister Bev, if you recall um, reading some of the information on the mega group, how in some of the documentation they talked about how they would create the kind of environment <clears throat> the and things of that nature, and then they would sell the answer, which would be technology that was created by them, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. Chertoff uh, was sitting in Congress. Uh, he was in, I think he was in Obama's administration. And then all of a sudden, uh, he comes up with a machine uh, that can detect whether people are carrying stuff on airports. Well, now people got to take off their shoes unless you're illegal. Now, if you're illegal, you go to the airport, you can get on any plane you want. Don't need no ticket, no nothing. Okay? So that's Michael Chertoff. And if anybody can picture his face, if that ain't evil, of course he's Old Testament. You tell me what evil is. He has evil oozing out of him, okay? And the other thing is the Aspen Institute. I first started learning about the Aspen Institute back in the early 80s when I was studying the information on who's who in America. So I'm going to suggest that when you get some time, family, if you haven't already done it, because I recommended it before, uh, I'm sure you can probably go online now. You, you you may not even have to get the books from the library. But you know me, I like the books. Uh, who's who in America? And then who's who in America, the institution? And what you're going to see is organizations like the National Endowment for Democracy and uh, 
uh, the Aspen Institute and the Asian Society. But you see, we found all that stuff out thanks to people like Steve Coakley back in the 80s in studying the Trilateral Commission. You run into the same names. So for this guy, it's a rabbit hole. For us, it was part of our educational experience. If you really want to know who called the shots in America, I'm sure, because they update those publications all the time, that if you uh, pull that information up today, you'll find all of the criminal cast of characters and their institutions. And now you will know where all the landmines are. And couple that with the UN uh, removal or nullification of 501c3s to be replaced by non-governmental organizations out of the UN so they can do things under that cover. And as he pointed out, many of them are financed by the State Department, which is the CIA. So that's what you see going on with the mass illegal immigration in this country. The NGOs are being financed through the State Department. Okay? Just wanted to throw that in before he wraps this up. There's other stuff he just, I mean, again, three-quarters of the institutions that he's talking about on here we've already discussed in microcosm uh, throughout the forums over the years. Of course, Michael Chertoff was the chairman at Bay. I'm sorry. sorry. Of course. And Michael Chertoff was the chairman of the the, the largest military contractor in Europe, uh, BAE uh, military. So So, you've blown my mind so many times in this conversation that I'm going to need a nap directly after it's done. So I've just got two two more questions for you, one short, one a little longer. Short one is, for people who've made it this far, an hour in, and want to know more about this topic, and by the way, I hope you will come back whenever you have the time um, to explore different threads of this story. But for people who want to do research on their own, how can your research on this um, be found on the Internet? Sure. So our foundation is foundationforfreedomonline.com. We we publish all manner of, of reports on every aspect of the censorship industry, from, the, from what we talked about with the role of the military complex and the national security state to what the universities are doing to, you know, I sometimes refer to it as digital MK Ultra. There's just the field of basically the science of censorship and how, and, and the funding of these psychological manipulation methods in order to nudge people into different belief systems as they did with COVID, as they did with energy and, and every sensitive policy issue is what they essentially have the ambition for. But so the, my foundation for, for freedomonline.com website is one way. The other way is just on X. Uh, my handle is at Mike Ben Cyber. I'm very active there and uh, publish a lot of long form video and written content all, on all this. I think it's one of the most important issues in the world today. So it certainly is. And so that leads directly and seamlessly to my final question, um, which is about X. And I'm not just saying this because I post content there, but I think objectively it's the last big platform that's free or sort of free or more free. You post there too. Um, 
but you know, we're at the very beginning of an election year with a couple of different wars simultaneously. Uh, so do you expect that that platform can stay free for the duration of this year? It's under an extraordinary, an extraordinary amount of pressure, and that pressure is going to continue to mount as the election approaches. Um, Elon Musk is a very unique individual, and he has a unique buffer, perhaps, when it comes to the national security state, because the national security state is actually quite reliant on, um, on Elon Musk properties, whether that's for the, uh, the electrical, you know, the sort of the, the green revolution when it comes to Tesla, and, uh, and, and the battery technology there when it comes to, when it comes to SpaceX, uh, the State Department is hugely dependent on, on SpaceX uh, because of its unbelievable uh, you know, sort of pioneering and saturating presence in the field of low Earth orbit satellites that uh, are basically how our telecom you know, system runs to things like Starlink. There, there are dependencies that the national security state has on Elon Musk. I'm not sure he has as much room to negotiate if he had become the world's richest man selling, you know, at a lemonade stand. Uh, so there's this, and if the, the national security state goes too hard on him by invoking something like CFIUS to sort of nationalize some of these properties, I think the shockwave that it would send to the international investor community would be irrecoverable at a time when we're engaged in great power competition. Uh, so they're trying to kill, you know, they're trying to sort of induce a, I think, a sort of corporate regime change through uh, a series of things involving a sort of death by a thousand paper cuts. I think there are seven or eight different um, Justice Department or SEC or FTC investigations into Elon Musk properties that all started um, after his acquisition of, of X. But then what they're trying to do right now is what I call the transatlantic flank attack 2.0. You know, we talked in this, in this dialogue about how the censorship industry really got its start when a bunch of State Department exiles uh, who were expecting promotions took their special set of skills in coercing European countries to pass uh, sanctions on themselves, to cut off their own leg, to spite themselves uh, in order to pass sanctions on Russia, they ran back that same playbook uh, with doing a roadshow for censorship instead for sanctions. We are now witnessing you know, transatlantic flank attack 2.0, if you will, which is because they have lost a lot of their federal government which uh, powers to do this same censorship operation they've been doing from 2018 to 2022, in part because the House has, has totally turned on them, in part because of the media, in part because Missouri v. Biden, which won a, uh, a slam dunk case actually banning government censorship at the trial court and appellate court levels, is now between the, uh, before the Supreme Court. They've now moved into two strategies. One of them is, is state-level uh, censorship laws. California just passed a new law which the censorship industry totally drove from start to finish around required, they call it transform, you know, platform accountability and transparency, which is basically forcing you know, Elon Musk to give over the kind of narrative mapping data that these CIA conduits and Pentagon cutouts were using to create these weapons of mass deletion, these abilities to just censor everything at scale because they had all the internal platform data. Elon Musk took that away. They're using state laws like this new California law to crack that open. But the, the major threat right now is the threat from Europe uh, with, with you know, something called the, uh, the, the EU Digital Services Act, which was cooked up in tandem with folks like, like NewsGuard, which is run by, you know, which has, has a board of Michael Hayden, head of the CIA, NSA, four-star general. Rick Stengel is on that board uh, you know, from, from the State Department's propaganda office. Tom Ridge is on that board. From the, from the Department of Homeland Security. Oh, and Anders Fogh Rasmussen is on that board. 
Uh, he was the, uh, the general secretary of NATO under the Obama administration. So you have NATO, the CIA, the NSA, a four-star general, DHS, and the State Department working with the EU to craft the censorship laws that now are the largest existential threat to X other than potentially X, uh, advertiser boycotts because there is now disinformation is now banned as a matter of law in, in, in the EU. And the EU is a bigger market for X than the US. There's only 300 million some people in the US. There's 450 million in Europe. X is now forced to comply with this brand new law that just got ratified this year, uh, where they either need to forfeit 6% of their global annual revenue to the EU to maintain operations there, or put in place essentially the kind of you know, CIA bumper cars, if you will, that I've, I've been describing over the course of this in order to have a internal mechanism to censor anything that the EU, which is just a proxy for NATO, uh, deems to be disinformation. And you can bet with 65 elections around the, around the globe this year, um, you, can, you can predict every single time what they're going to define disinformation as. So that's the main, the main fight right now is, is dealing with the transatlantic flank attack from Europe. I've said this five times, but that's just one of the most remarkable stories I've ever heard, and I'm grateful to you for bringing it to us. Mike Benz, Executive Director of the Foundation for Freedom Online, and I hope we see you again. How about that, Bear? Great information. Listen, I'm glad he said it. Because sometimes I get tired of saying it. This is not a joke. This ain't about uh, who win no election. This is about people willingly going on with a system that's anti-human in nature. The last time there was systemic censorship in this country, they had a, a word for it back then. It was called slavery. That's what black people were under. Total censorship. That's exactly what they're putting in place now. And what's interesting is the same people that benefited from the trade and labor off the backs of Africans are the same people that's in charge pushing this insanity today. The Berlin Conference in the late 1800s was to break up Africa for the Europeans. Berlin, Germans, Nazis. That's exactly what's in place today. Now, let me add an addendum to what uh, program was just saying. Okay. Oh, and by the way, he mentioned Elon Musk and what he's going through right now. There's about six different government agencies dig trying to dig into uh, contracts and things like that and his businesses to see if they can find something on him to take Twitter away from him or put it up on the the control, like they're trying to do Orange Man in New York, of some of their people, like they did in Detroit back in the uh, 
was the, the, the 90s, when they took the finances from Detroit and, and put it in the hands of one of their people so that nothing could be spent without the okay of them. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah, that was in the, that was in the 90s. And, yes. And they had an overseer. Remember they bought the person in? I did not no, see it just like the same Yeah. They just yeah. got different names. Only this time, mm-hmm. it's much more problematic because they'll just disappear you and you'll just be gone. If you ask any questions, you'll be gone. You are not allowed to question anything that the government says and their acolytes, the news media, etc. That's why you keep hearing these people, these politicians, strangely, because these are not uh, stupid people. They're just ignorant. You always hear them saying, our democracy. Our democracy. Well, they're not talking about democracy as some of you may define it. It's theirs. Their version of it. And it's really totalitarianism or authoritarianism. Either either one will do. But it's punitive because their mandate is to reduce the population dramatically. It's real talk. Okay. Not my opinion. Check this, family. You see, I try to warn people about Barack Obama, but again, I'm just a little gnat out here. So, and it wasn't just me, a little few other people that saw through the facade. But I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that come out of Chicago, put forth by the Democratic Party, Run. Don't walk as fast as you can. Okay? Now, check this out. This is from the New York Post. Uh, House Republicans demand grant records from federal agency that funded disinformation tracker. Here's what they say. In a letter sent to special envoy and coordinator of the Global Engagement Center, James Rubin, Representative Roger Williams, chairman of the House Small Business Committee, and Representative Beth Van Dyne, head of the panel's oversight subcommittee, argue that, quote, the federal government has undermined First Amendment principles by working to censor certain viewpoints by proxy, unquote, meaning NGOs, uh, other organizations, the ADL, Southern Poverty Law Center, etc., because they were all engaged in the censorship, okay? But it was doing it at the behest of the people that's running the White House, not Biden. 
because he's not confident. Okay? They say, uh, they say the letter demands a staff briefing, State Department agencies reasoning for funding the London-based Global Disinformation Index before it published a December blacklist of 10 outlets, including the New York Post, that both conservative or libertarian-leaning opinion sections. The Global Disinformation Index appears to be an attempt to pressure advertisers and social media companies from steering clear of outlets on the blacklist. This is what they did to Elon Musk, okay? And he's suing, particularly Disney. They say the Global global Disinformation Index does not provide any evidence that the New York Post actually spread disinformation. Quote, the federal government, including the Global Engagement Center, have been collaborating with the private sector to have user-generated content removed from various Internet platforms, unquote. And along with that comes a variety of propaganda, because that's what happened to Alex Jones. Wasn't nothing about no Sandy Hook and his opinion. Everybody had opinions on Sandy Hook. So what? No. It was much broader than that. And right after they did that with him on that, then they took him to court. The exact same thing that they're doing to Orange Man, where he didn't have no jury and he was already guilty before the trial even starts. You can't have no witnesses because you're simply there as a determination of how much the judge is going to take away from you monetarily. Opposition, the prosecutor, is allowed to lie on you at will, and because there's no jury, it's just a judge, uh, you are not allowed to respond. The judges literally tell you what you can say and what you can't say. Did you hear me? And that they're trying to make that the standard of law. Okay? They got one thing standing in their way, maybe, and that's the Supreme Court. I'll give you one other case. I know you recall, Bev, this dude, Mike Flynn, right? One of the higher right. in the Trump, uh, uh, the Trump administration. When it was exposed that the FBI had basically altered some of the evidence 
And the FBI agent specifically who did it confessed to it because he couldn't get away from it. You recall the Negro judge up there in the D.C. circuit once the government said that they were not going to prosecute him based on the behavior of the FBI because they had nothing on him. But he pleaded to certain things guilty because they had already threatened that they were going to come after his son. So he pled guilty to some things. So the Negro judge, who now has no foundation for a case, that the FBI now has to drop, said, no, I'm going to prosecute him. Okay? Now, the, the question should be asked, well, wait a minute. Is the judge on the intelligence community? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. That's why they call them spooks. No pun intended. They have special judges, special lawyers, a lot of lawyers, uh, doctors, and almost every endeavor you'll find intelligence people involved in it. Okay? That's why one of the critical things that has to be ascertained is a list of all those intelligence assets and agents and and where they're working in society because then you'll be able to, to get the extent of how prevalent intelligence community is in meddling. Because if I said one of the major teachers' unions is being run by a Mossad agent, the first thing that ought to come into your head is, wow, is this why they're teaching our children the stuff that they're teaching them? Or more accurately, is this why our children are not being educated? Because the unions have been involved in government and criminal behavior, otherwise known as the mafia for a long, long time. Let's keep going with this article. They say one other thing. When they talk about the federal government and the Global Engagement Center doing collaborations, that's public-private partnership. That's one of those phrases that we've been warning about over the years. When you hear that, run. Now, they go on to say, quote, it is inconsequential whether the government believes this speech is disinformation, misinformation, or malinformation. Constitutional protection does not turn upon the truth, popularity, or social utility of the ideas and beliefs which are offered, unquote. The uh, GDI, uh, Global Disinformation Index, reportedly secured $100,000 from the Global Engagement Center and $545,000 from the government-funded 
National Endowment for Democracy. Now, we just simply call it NED, okay? And we pointed out a number of instances in terms of uh, dirty operations by the intelligence community involved in overthrowing government where the National Endowment for Democracy has blood all the way up to its elbows. It is a major player in the overthrowing of people's governments. Okay? Now, they say both entities have said they don't plan to provide additional funding to the GDI, but the past spending has raised alarms on Capitol Hill. Quote, this committee wishes to understand the use of that grant and any other GEC funding of similar entities whose actions have resulted in small businesses loss or profit and economic opportunity from the freedom of engaging in uncensored speech on online platforms. Okay? I'm going to cut that quote right there. Then they say, it's the quote, it's the GEC's responsibility to protect the United States from threats foreign bad actors, not to facilitate harm to U.S. small businesses through intermediaries because the administration disagrees with the speech or politics of the business owner. Okay? I thought that was absolutely amazing. Okay? Now, there's one other piece I thought I had it. Thought I had it right here in front of me. Uh, Oh, here it is. Okay. Let's go here, family. This is from racket.news, R-E-C-K-E-T dot news. Can you hear me all right, Bear? I can hear you. Okay, good, good, because I got the phone a little bit away from me. This is D. The title of this article is State Department, that's the CIA, threatens Congress over censorship programs. The CIA is threatening Congress. Now, you know who the Secretary of State is now, Bill? Yeah, that guy. What is his name? Is they having problems with him? He Old Testament too. So they got rid of the. They got rid of one guy and still put Old Testament in there. At, At the State Department. Oh, I'm thinking of Secretary of State. I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, he is a Secretary of State. Well, didn't they but just he... get rid of, of the guy? that well, can't, I'm, These guys, I, I can't remember their name. The no, one that they you... just put, the Secretary. Who am I thinking about? My orcas. The one they impeached? Who? My orcas? No. Uh-uh. No, this guy is John somebody. 
No. Oh, the, the, uh, the house. I'm. I'm thinking about the guy at, at the house. Mm. McCarthy. You talking about McCarthy? Yeah, is he the one that they got rid of? Yeah, but he's not. He's not the Secretary of State. He was the Speaker of the House. Oh, I'm, that's who I'm thinking of. I got to mix up Speaker of the House. Yeah, the, the Secretary of State is Tony Blinken. He's okay. asshole in the whole Russiagate thing, and it's documented. And he's also connected with all of this Biden criminality. And he's Old Testament, of course. Like, the, damn near all of the major positions in that administration is run by Old Testament. State Department threatens Congress over censorship programs. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Blinken is a Mossad agent. He's a double agent. That's why they made him Secretary of State, so he can stay abreast of all the activities of the CIA and Mossad because they're pretty much becoming one and the same thing. Here's what they say in the article, family. A year after its censorship programs were exposed, the Global Engagement Center still insists the public has no right to know how it's spending taxpayer money. That ain't none of your business. See, when you get to that point that you that arrogant, that you're telling one of the three major branches to basically kick rocks because you have no authority over us because when you go to the Justice Department, which is charged with carrying out the law, it's run by Old Testament. You got my office, he just got impeached. Old Testament, he running Homeland Security, which is what all this Censorship is under Homeland Security. And he's in charge of the border. Think about it. He's in charge of the security of the homeland, and he got a wide open border. What is it that he's securing? Okay. Let's keep going here, family. They say the State Department is so unhappy a newspaper published details about where it's been spending your taxes that it's threatened to only show a congressional committee its record in camera until it gets a, quote, better understanding of how the committee will utilize this sensitive information, unquote. So we're not going to follow the law because we are the law. Okay. For those of you old timers, think Judge Roy Bean. This judge, Judge Roy Bean, was the judge, the sheriff, and the prosecutor. And if you sat on one of his juries, you dare not open your mouth because he's subject to hang you full sundown. 
That's what we got. Let's keep going. They say, it's threatening to only show a congressional committee its records in camera until it gets a better understanding of how the committee will utilize this sensitive information, unquote. Essentially, Tony Blinken, his name is probably Blinkenstein, or he didn't change it, is threatening to take his transparency ball home unless details about what censorship programs he's sponsoring stop appearing in papers like the Washington Examiner. A year ago, the Examiner published Disinformation, Inc., a series by investigative reporter Gabe Kaminsky describing how the State Department was backing a U.K.-based agency that creates digital blacklists for disavowed media outlets. Your taxes help fund the Global Disinformation Index, GDI, which proudly touts among its services an Orwellian horror called the Dynamic Exclusion List, a digital timeout corner where at least 2,000 websites were put on blast as unsuitable for advertising, quote, thus disrupting the ad-funded disinformation business model, unquote. Now, now you understand why YouTube is so dangerous? You you get it now? Because that's, that's a direct link to this. Uh, forget uh, Facebook. Okay, and Instagram, because Instagram still got child pornography websites all over it. They're not going to change unless you make them change. Well, how can you make them change? Stop participating in it. That's a matter of choice, okay? Because it's only going to get worse the more they get away with the more they're going to try to get away with. Okay? They say, uh, the culprit was the Global Engagement Center, a little-known State Department entity created in Barack Obama's last year in office. Now you see how dangerous Barack Obama is? see, he knew that all he had to do was go around a bunch of black idiots, okay, and flash that shit-eating grin. Oh, excuse me, family, but that's what it is. Behind that grin was doo-doo from front to back. Because when, when the book is written on what he all the stuff he really did, he will go down as the most dangerous president in the history of the country. And that's why he kept telling black people to kiss his ass. Because he ain't never identified nothing with you. He's dealing with a whole nother agenda. 
So this thing grew out of his last year in office. They say the GEC grew out of a counterterrorism agency called the CSCC and has a mission to counter any messaging, foreign or domestic, that they see as undermining, that's any, forget that is accurate, okay? Forget that it's accurate is how much influence it has. So they labeled a group of Internet people who have a million or more followers or somewhere in that area. They label them as influencers. They finance other people who push their agenda. Charlemagne the Goddamn and a whole bunch of others, Roland Martin and others. They finance them to basically keep the niggas in check. Just like they used to do with the so-called charitable organizations who would give grants to little foundations like the Urban League and NAACP and the host of others to spy on black people. Same deal. It's just now digital. Okay? So they would target and counter any kind of information that was coming from these various organizations. They saw it undermining or influencing the policies, security, or stability of the United States. Well, that's extremely problematic because whatever that was was based on what they said it was. Therefore, we can arrest Omowali Shimatella. I'm hoping I'm saying that brother's name right. We can arrest him down in Florida for saying that he felt that the United States bombed that pipeline. Okay, the brother from the Uhuru movement. Okay, so they arrested him like he committed a crime for talking, for giving a speech. Okay, and not a whole lot of people said very much. They say the GEC, the GEC funded GDI rated 10 conservative sites as most risky and put the examiner on its exclusion list while its 10 sites rated at the quote lowest level of disinformation included BuzzFeed. What do we say about BuzzFeed, Bear? That is a CIA operation. Exactly. Okay. So BuzzFeed got the thumbs up from these people because it's CIA. Or it was because they say uh, that included BuzzFeed, which published the Steele dossier, knowing it contained errors and is now out of business. So you see, even many of their alternative media organs are going out of business. 
okay? They not necessarily need it because now they got AI and the algorithms to do exactly what they're doing, and they're going to come directly and shut you down because depending on what you're putting up there now, they'll come and pay you a visit at your home. They've done it many times already, okay? They say, to find out what other ventures the GEC was funding, uh, because 36 of 39 in 2018 uh, of the contractors were redacted, even in the, the Inspector General's report. The House Small Business Committee wrote the State Department last June asking for basic information about where the public's money was being spent. State and GEC stalled until December 3rd of last year when it finally produced a partial list of recipients. Okay? So now you can see These people are very dangerous, and by no means should they be taken lightly, okay? But what I'm laying out for you is going to be the real reason for the revolution that's going to take place in this country. Because I do believe that they're going to try to uh, take over the government before the election or right after the election. You don't, you don't think they already took over? You got your gun there? You still got your gun? <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. Then no, they haven't taken it over. Okay, okay. All the governments that, they t- that they've taken over, They've already disarmed. Okay. And for anybody that don't think that that's true, go look at all them European countries where the lockdowns occurred and look at what they did to them people. They literally made the citizens criminals. Period. They were kicking in okay. their doors. I'm sorry, Bear. I said they were kicking in. They were just coming in their house. They were kicking in their doors. Oh, listen. They just arrested a, a few weeks ago Reiner Fulmich. Okay? he's the. I think he's German. He's the German dude who was leading the charge uh, to bring these people up on the Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg Laws, they arrested him for just what I'm talking about right now. Because you can't, they passing laws that you cannot criticize the mRNA. Did you hear me? That's the pharmaceutical industry. You can't even criticize it. If you criticize the uh, uh, 
uh, migrations of uh, the Arabs to Britain, that's automatically six months in jail. If you say you disagree with it, if you say you disagree with the LGBT lifestyle, that's a jail sentence. Now, I've always believed that there are certain things that are worth dying for. So I'll just tell the family, what do you think is worth dying for? That's up for you to decide. I have my list of particulars, okay? But that's what I'm talking about when I'm, I'm talking about punitive propaganda. This is not a joke. They say the examiner and Kaminsky subsequently wrote an article slamming the GEC for sending incomplete records of the censorship investigation in the process, including links to a snippet of the GEC's contractors. In response to the outrage of this disclosure, the State Department sent its letter threatening in-camera sessions until he gets a better understanding of how the committee will use its sensitive information. That's Beltway ease for, quote, we wouldn't mind knowing the examiner's sources, unquote. Okay? So they go on in the article, but that, that's the most important part. The, the dirty little secret is... This is Barack Obama's baby that he gave birth to before he left office. You want a definition for police state? Pull that article up and read it. Now, let me go here. So, so Barack Barack Obama. He didn't really was not too concerned about Orange Man when Orange Man got in because he had everything set up in place, him and his people, him and Old Testament. But the mechanisms weren't in place, okay? They could have been removed. They were already, okay. Yeah. He put these systems in place, but they could be removed. They were concerned that Orange Man would get in there and find out all the criminal stuff that they were doing, like biological and chemical labs in Ukraine and experimenting on Ukrainian people in hospitals without their knowledge. And that's what he – so – and that's why – Orange man say, oh, he know everything and know all, all the people now. He Like he say, when he first came in, he didn't know what was what. Now he know. And that was the thing, Bev, because he didn't know how deeply embedded the criminal system was. I know because I've been studying it for so long. Okay. But I don't expect no outsider. We've been saying for decades that it's at least four levels of government criminality. And now 
What this government has done under Biden is attempting to change the civil service designation of these levels so that orange man can't get rid of them when he get in there, if he get in there. You see? So y'all remember, he was given orders, and them people refused to carry him out. They said no. Why? Because they had the secret government behind them. These are career criminals. They're otherwise called bureaucrats. But they're really career criminals. And they get paid above the table and up under the table through uh, various seats on different boards and stuff like this uh, in various organizations that are all over the place. Okay? And, once and that's why... Into... Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to say, and that's why it's not just one-sided. It's not just the Democrats. That's why you got the Republicans and the Democrats. Yes, but we got to be clear, because if you can okay. show me attention to what they're doing in the Democratic Party, I will highlight it. I ain't seen it. I do know that there's a wing of the Republican Party that's growing through leaps and bounds, and it's called MAGA, that's fighting tooth and nail against the status quo Republican Party. Okay, that's real. That is the only opposition. Okay, they are Republican. What what you are talking about is the Mitch McConnell, the old school white right Republican Party. Yeah, we know that's there. But they're getting called out and pushed out all over the place. Ask Liz Cheney. Ask Kevin McCarthy, the only opposition. But they have the vast majority of the people with them. That's why the polls are where they're at. The polls ain't there to promote the Republican Party, if you believe in the polls, they're not there to promote the Republican Party. Okay? It's the people in MAGA, the last stand. If MAGA wasn't there, we'd be under full-blown, out-in-your-face dictatorship. And they keep talking about orange men want to be a dictatorship. I'm sorry, Ben. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying, and they saying orange men, that's their propaganda, wants to be a dictatorship, and that's what they're trying to put into place. Yes. Oh, there's no question about it. No question. Because all we have to do is look at the four years under Orange Man. 
Where was the dictatorship? Nowhere. Didn't exist. You can come and go as you please. Go out and make you some money if that's your goal. Okay? Buy buy products from the USA and not China. Everything he was doing was in the furtherance of rebuilding the economic infrastructure that had been hollowed out by these same people. See, all anybody got to do is go back and look at Bill Clinton's administration. Remember, Obama tried to push the TPP. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The so-called Trans-Pacific Partnership, these trade agreements that are really selling out the country and its manufacturing because this is going to be a slave colony. The United States is earmarked to be like a giant Walmart where people from other countries come here to go shopping. Ain't nothing produced here, okay? And you will be able to hire you 15 or 20 slaves to do your bidding. Now, some of you may think that I'm just uh, just talking. I'm not. They want you as mad as hell. That's why they're giving these illegals all of these perks and all this money for nothing. And they still out here uh, setting up criminal organizations already. Ain't even dried off. That's why they call them wetbacks. They ain't even dried yet. They're already setting up criminal organizations all over the country because they came from criminal organizations. So they are a stopgap measure because they're not needed either. What are they going to do with 50 million people who is dumb and as ignorant as a box of rocks? The answer is use them and throw them away. Well, they, the people are dumb and ignorant because they went to their schools, the Rockefeller schools, that kept us dumb and ignorant. Well, we can use that as a rationale, but it don't work for me anymore because everybody got a damn computer. It's called a telephone. And if you ain't thinking, it, it, it's not going to think for you. But you can damn near go on your telephone and put in a question and get almost anything you want to learn, if you want to learn. Right? Well, I looked up in the sky today, and they were still spraying. Yeah. So they spraying also to keep us docile. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm privy to that. I'm susceptible to it, 
So what's my excuse for not wanting to be stupid? Your mind, which is powerful. No. My drive is even more powerful. So if you don't have the drive, you're not going to do anything. That's true. That's stupid. mindset. Of course it is. If your mind is set on low frequency vibration, then that's where it's going to be. Again, it's up to you. Nobody's going to pour knowledge into you. You have to seek it out on your own. And the first step in that is asking questions, which is why they don't want you asking questions. Because the minute you start asking questions, now you're going to get answers. But you have to want to ask questions. Okay? I can't, show, I can't tell you how important that is, family. Okay? Uh, you can use the schools as an excuse, but there's no way in hell people in this country today uh, should be using the schools as a, as a reason or rationale for why they don't know anything. Because most of what you learn is not coming from any school. Period. It didn't come from no school when I was in there, and it ain't coming from no school today. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to get to this article You can check it out for yourself, family. Headline, government schools are propaganda machines. That's from org. Now, if you haven't considered taking your children out the school system, And I understand that people have to work and all that kind of stuff. But when you're not working, you need to be planning on removing your children from the school system because the government is letting you know point blank that once you submit them to the school system, you have given over your authority over them. And they're they're tasked with, turning them into anything that they want to turn them into. And if you say anything, they will take them away from you. That's a fact. That's been going on for a minute, too. So, again, Bear, the times dictate these things. This is not my opinion. The times dictate that we look at some other methodology and not stay stuck and stagnant or dependent on government. It is not your friend. Man, you know something bad, and then I'm going to move on. I remember... 
vivid in my mind. This is why I despise, or one of the reasons I despise this dude so much. But I vividly recall um, Joe Biden giving speeches, threatening people to get the vaccine mandate that he don't have, literally screaming at people to get that. Threatening people, and and and, and, and all that is is he a mandate is not a law. So it don't he, matter. He threatened the company, though. They so fired They was firing people from New York to California that didn't want to get the venom. That's a fact. They said, "Damn the law." Who's going to jail? Anybody going to jail yet? How about for the attempted overthrow of the government with Trump Russia? Anybody went to jail? No. You see? The Supreme Court last year said this court had no authority to forgive the loans of students who got uh, loans to go to college. You know what he did? What did he do? He told him to kiss his ass. He's going to do it anyway. Congress said, you have no authority to do that. Know what he said? F you. See, we got to know what we're dealing with here. And we're dealing with people that have no respect for law whatsoever. That's why uh, 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 some years back, six, seven years ago, we said that they were using the law as a weapon. It's called lawfare. In a way, this is just me, just my opinion. In a way, I hope they take over or at least try to take over the government so then everybody can see. This is not a joke. That's what they're doing now. No, they're not there yet, Bear. They're not anywhere near there yet. Otherwise, you wouldn't see them genuflexing about Owens, man. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They were there. They would just let him go ahead on and run his mouth and run for president and do nothing. But they aren't doing that, are they? Mm-hmm. Man, they people you ever seen on this man. You know the judge uh, that just uh, found him guilty in New York. You know he was having sex with one of the opposition's lawyers, secretaries, right? It's not surprising. I mean, it's just. Now, understand, they sitting in judgment of other people like they many gods or something. 
And I'm not saying you can't have a, a, a system of law and justice, but that ain't what we got no more. And we talk as if somehow the law will protect us. No. Nine millimeter is going to be the thing that protects you. They're allowing the police are under orders that in order for you to get your paycheck, take an ass whooping if you want to still receive your paycheck. Go out there and get your ass whooped. Now, that's a fact. It's obvious because it's based on behavior. Now, if they do that for their police, what do you think they think about regular people? The police protects us or protect them from us. They don't serve and protect us. They serve and protect them. And now everywhere you look, you got a black police chief, male or female, presiding over the ass whooping and the the degenerate the degeneralization of society. They presiding over. If you see these illegals doing stuff in the street, leave them alone. Let them go. We got you. Well, arrest two or three of them every now and then when the crime just gets so outrageous that the people holler and scream for about five minutes. That's what you got going on. That's reality. It ain't mine, but that's reality. If somebody would have came to you five years ago and said in certain cities you go in, in the main economic engines of these places, you would see tents all over the damn street. What would you say? I, I wouldn't have believed it. And this is just three years of this court being in office, just three years. Imagine what they can do if they get four more. And then... Factor in the technology. That's why they don't want you criticizing it. They'll lock your ass up if you criticize mRNA. And, of course, the venom is run by Old Testament. Well, why are you saying that, Robert X? Well, let me go back yesterday. to this particular article. Uh, I hope everybody pulled it up and shared it with friends and family. Mm, which one was that one? I'm sorry, Bill? No, I said which article was that one? NATO go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. NATO's new mission, Peace Through Censorship, is from AM Greatness, okay? 
Now, I'm only going to go and read just a little bit of this just to refresh your memory. Because in this article, they're talking about NATO. I think this is the article. Yeah. And uh, mind control or warfare on your brain. Okay? And this whole notion of cognitive resilience and how one of the primary modes of operation for NATO is the use of so-called science. That's why they kept telling you to do what? Trust the science. And if you disagree with the science, they will remove your ass from wherever you were. If you were a professor at a university, they remove you. If you're a doctor, they remove you. You better have your own practice. Okay? So let me just refresh what I said yesterday from this article. NATO plans on using science in the service of monitoring and censoring these technologies. Okay? They're talking about uh, social media platforms, smart devices, digital networks, of the metaverse, et cetera, et cetera, okay? But it's more insidious. They go on to say, if you find this ominous, you are not a member of NATO's bureaucracy. In fairness, the commander, and this is the guy that's being interviewed or that's giving the speech, does envision a day when peace through censorship would no longer be necessary because science will disarm uh, the populist peasants before the authoritarian enemy can tailor our minds to suit its nefarious purposes. They say there are other rapid developments in the field of NBIC. And of course, NBIC is nanotechnology, uh, oh, what was it? And several other, let me see if I can find it here right quick. I can remember all of the things that that stood for. But nanotechnology is one of them. NBIC. That's the technological component to NATO's move on taking over the world. Okay? Yeah, I got one more page here. Oh, it's not in my eyesight, so uh, pull it up, family. Pull up the article. You'll know what in, Oh, here it is. Nanotechnology, biotechnology, and information technology, okay? NBIC. That's what they're going to, or some of the things they're going to be using in this effort towards cognitive warfare, okay? So now... Wow, that was on the very first page. They're going to say this. One promising project is the development of embedded synthetic DNA. Embedded synthetic DNA. A useful alternative to silicone conductors. It's possible to store 2.14 by 106 
six bytes of data on synthetic DNA. This organic material could enable human-machine interfaces and is often seen as the 47th chromosome. Neural nanotechnology can be used to bring nano-sized robots close to a neuron via the bloodstream and make it possible to link the human brain directly to a computer, making use of artificial intelligence in the process. But this is a two-way street, such as artificial intelligence in turn will be linked to a human brain. Okay? Man, that, that one little paragraph there should have everybody out in the street. Just that one little paragraph. They're not hiding what they're doing, and they're doing it. Now, I don't think I sent this to you, Bear, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, refresh the, the family's memory with that and then go here. All right, let me see. Is this number one or number two? Okay. Now, check this out, family. This is called, in light of what I just read to you, this ties directly into this. This is, uh, what's this dude's name from InfoWars? Greg Reese. Okay, uh, and you'll note that we talked about some of these things uh, as we did the research, continue to do the research on uh, the venom. I still think our uh, analysis of the venom and this relationship to that movie Venom, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. And when you get through uh, watching that, go and watch uh, this movie about Donald Trump called Tomorrowland. Because I rewatched it again, Bear. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I missed it. But in the movie, they in fact talked about a secret society called Plus Ultra in the movie. And that only these geniuses were allowed to become a part of it. Nikola Tesla, uh, Gustav Eiffel, et cetera, et cetera. And that these people are not that are not dead. They're very much alive, but in another dimension. And that's where the whole concept of Trump as a time traveler, that's part of the historical nexus of where I'm coming from with that. Because Maya Lago, which wasn't owned uh, wasn't built by Trump. He bought it from this rich white girl who was a, a heir to some fortune. I forget her name. She's very well known. Anyway, he, he bought it from her. But what the strange thing about it is, uh, Ultra is in the architecture all over my lago. And then they make this movie, Tomorrowland, where you got this 
coin with a big T on it. And I'm sitting there, every time I watch that movie, I just see Trump. That's what the T stands for. But when you get one of them coins that was given to them by uh, a robot, right, uh, given to certain people, by this robot, the little girl, you recall that movie there? No, I don't even know if I watched it. I gotta go. I'm gonna check it out. You you probably ain't never seen it, right? I don't think I have. It don't okay. sound familiar. Okay, well Tomorrowland is about Disneyland, an underground Disneyland. And check this family. The location of the time traveling apparatus in Disneyland, which is at the heart of the problem today. Disneyland, okay? That little white girl with her two tranny sons, she got two sons, both of them trannies. She is dangerous because she's put Disney out of business, okay? But the time-traveling apparatus at Disneyland and this subsequently came out that there's a lot of truth to this because mm-hmm. one of them who left his information to his granddaughter, there were records that would only play. And you can see this in the movie. But it happened in real life. We read all the information on it. Her grandfather left her records that only worked with this specially made record player that he also had that, in fact, talks about Plus Ultra, the secret society, in real life. If you try to play this record on a regular record player, it wouldn't play because of the grooves in it. It only worked with this record player. And in the movie, uh, what's this? The dude that's starring in the movie is a CIA asset that we talked about, along with Angelina Jolie. He's supposed to have been the highest paid actor in Hollywood. I don't know what he is now. All I know is he's a spy. He ain't never to be trusted. But anyway, he's talking to this little girl about Plus Ultra in the movie. Okay? And how these people wanted to be away from society and all of the dangers of it so that they can create the framework for a better society. And then Plus Ultra just happens to be on all of the orchid that is Maya Lago. We showed the pictures of it. Okay, so that's why I don't trip over Orange Man and him being able to take care of himself. Because I'll tell anybody from my perspective, he's been here already. Okay, so that's where I am with it. It's just like when them extraterrestrials told me, don't worry, we got this. I say, damn, y'all must be from the hood, talking like that. (laughs) Anyway, 
let me stay on point here. But it's all technology and and where you believe or where you understand that technology is today. Because I can play for you things that we said back in the late 1980s and 1990s. And uh, some of you will probably swear I had wings on my back. Okay, well, how do you know this? Well, because I was reading stuff. That's how I know. But I got to give this dude credit. And you will, too. But you have to listen very well. You have to listen intently because he uses uh, words that you may not be familiar with, although this this audience seems to be familiar with everything. So here it is. This is Greg, Greg Reese. And it's titled, Hydrogels Jails and COVID-19. And hey, you're going in and out. Say it again, oh. you're going in and out. Let me move my phone. I kind of figured it would start doing some stuff. How about now? Mm-hmm. You got to talk some more. How about now? Is that better? Uh, a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, that means that they're monitoring this channel that I'm on. And, and we hear a lot of movement, too. A lot of your movement, we hear a lot of movement. Let me ask you, Bear. Can you hear this? No, you sound muffled now. Okay, well, there's not a whole lot I can do about okay, that. Okay, now that's uh, better. That's better. This is better. Now watch at? this. Yeah, that's... I took the speaker and turned this, turned the speaker away from my voice and... Uh, down, I, I, I turned the phone over so the speaker is literally down. Mm. Okay, I'm not sitting up; I'm laying down. So okay. the speaker on my bed, but yet it's louder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. back of the phone—that's crazy. But such mm. is life. At any rate. Uh, I'm going to send this to you, Bear. Okay. Okay, here we go, fam. Whoa. That's a little bit too loud. That's too much bass. Well, we still didn't hear what it was the name of it. I just mentioned it. Are you sending it? Um, yeah, I'm sending it to you right now. Okay. Let me let me do it again. Now I got to move the phone again. Closer to the speaker. Okay. I'm just going to put a series of ends up here because I don't want to be trying to spell nothing here. That's good enough so you'll know what it is. If you look to the right of what I'm sending you at the top of the column, you will see another part to this. It's called Evidence Shows Biological ID system. 
biological ID system. That's part two of this. I didn't know there was going to be a part two. So anyway, let me move the phone. This is not eardrum shattering, because that was up kind of loud. Now, come on. Wow. That is crazy. My whole screen just, wow. Now, how does that happen? Technology. You know, it it just went to another page, man. It, It left from one page that I was on and went to another page on its own. Okay, I got it back now. I'm going to say the title one more time. Hydrogels and COVID vaccines as programmable human interfaces. This is in the venom. Again, just like the movie where the stuff from the uh, uh, meteor, uh, right, that crashes to earth has this organism in it, right? His name is Venom. And he literally inhabits you and takes over your personality when it wants to, right? And it's mean as hell. And it likes to eat people. The following report is from Dr. Anna Maria Mielcia's recent article entitled, Hydrogel Platform Enables Versatile Data Encryption and Decryption. The building blocks of hydrogels are being found in the COVID vaccine, and hydrogels are being found in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. They are the so-called blood clots that are being found around the world, and these hydrogels can now be programmed, encrypted, and decrypted. According to Mielcia, they are the substrate of the brain-computer interface and the primary method of fusing humans with machines, as she described by referencing MIT research in the article, Hydrogel Interfaces for Merging Humans and Machines. Elements which Mielcia and Clifford Carnicom found with near-infrared spectroscopy in the blood of the unvaccinated exposed to shedding and environmental contamination include hydrogel plastics such as polyenes, vinyl, nylon, Kevlar, and spider silk proteins, as well as other nanotechnology signatures such as silicone and sulfur. This technology hijacks methyl groups, which are needed to detoxify and create glutathione in the body. Hydrogels used for the encrypted programmable technology include polyvinyl alcohol and polycaprolactone. Both of these hydrogels are listed as stealth nanoparticles in the Moderna patent for lipid nanoparticle composition. This suggests that not only those who received the shot have this hydrogel encryption technology in their bodies, but also those who have experienced shedding and environmental contamination, which is just about everyone. 
These hydrogels are known to be programmable and encrypted. This technology can behave as brain storage. It can store memories and visual information in an individual's brain. And it can be chemically induced to be securely encrypted and decrypted, allowing for the secure recording and storage of confidential visual information. This provides a platform for secure financial transactions, which is a requirement for a digital ID. MIT researchers have discussed how this very same technology can be used to fuse humans with machines. And while they've had problems working it out in the past, a recent paper has announced they found success using the very same elements found in both the blood of the vaccinated and unvaccinated by Miel Sia and Carnicom. In a lecture by Professor Sakrat Kizroev at the University of Miami, it is discussed how advanced materials can be used for interfacing machines and the human brain. He references a research project funded by DARPA, wherein magnetic nanoparticles are key to this technology. Mielcia has published research that shows how the COVID shots alter torsion fields in the body and produce magnetism. A review by the RAND Corporation, Brain Computer Interfaces, U.S. Military Applications and Implications, discussed the convergence of human with machine. In an interview with Big Pharma whistleblower Karen Kingston, Kingston discusses this self-assembly nanotechnology and how the spike protein is an engineered device triggered by electromagnetic frequency and how the quantum dots are gene editing technology. This nanotechnology appears to be distributed via chemtrails, the food and water supply, medications, and in all of the scheduled vaccines for children. It has been found by multiple scientists in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the fact that this widespread technology is being ignored while the topic of mRNA is being pushed into the mainstream is of great concern. Mielcia has shown that the new protocol is being sold to the public as a way of reversing the negative effect of the COVID shots have no effect on these hydrogels. And it would seem that well over a billion people are infected with them. While many are talking about an archaic implanted computer chip, it seems that the latest breakthrough technology has already been deployed without anyone's consent. The situation almost seems hopeless, but where there is a will, there is a way. And now is not the time to hide our head in the sand. The human body is miraculous and our potential is endless. The more people addressing this dire situation, the better chances we have of finding a remedy. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Did you understand what he was saying there? Can you break it down? Venom, what I just got through saying beforehand, they're using these hydrogels to, in fact, Program the people. It's taking over the people's bodies, particularly your mind. It 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 has the capacity to be a brain computer interface. That means your brain can be controlled by the computer. Guess what I just got to read about NATO. Okay? The behavior of people today is without understanding some of the technology 
there's no way in the world you're going to figure out that these people are being programmed. They're putting the stuff in people in a variety of ways, the food, the water, the vaccines, and the chemtrails. Remember yesterday I told you, that's the last speech that Julian Assange gave before they locked him up. He warned the world's population about the use of nanotechnology in the air. And that through the vaccine, they're infecting more people through shedding. But this stuff is a, it's an operating system. It ain't no vaccine. It's changing your body. In the article, they call it synthetic DNA. No essence. He called it gene editing. Same thing. Now you you, you got a general understanding? Mm-hmm. So now, if you look, did you get the email? Yeah, I posted it in the chat room. Okay. Can you look to the right at the very top of that one? Well, let me let me pull it up. Okay. Um You'll see the woman up there with them eyes. Now the one that, that when I open it up I don't see no woman with no eyes. Okay. I gave you the title of the first one, Hydrogel and COVID Vaccine. Oh, you sent me That's... another one? Let me see. I got the N, 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 N. Okay. You that, open that, that up? The type. Yeah. Okay. What's in it? Well, it's just got the video that was just planned. Okay, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Is there anything okay. right next to you? Oh, yeah, the woman with the eyes. Okay, you're talking about her. Okay, bye. Okay. That's part two that I'm getting ready to play right now. Okay. Part one. When I saw right, it a couple of days ago, he never said he was going to do a part two. But then he had to come right back and do a part two. This is part two. Check it out. It's called Evidence Shows Biological ID System Has Already Been Deployed. Check it out. Emotionally, it is easy to dismiss the work of Dr. Anna Maria Mielchia, for it is very disturbing, but her work is shown through scientific testing and backed up by government and NGO documentation. And the evidence shows that humanity has already been infected with cutting edge surveillance nanotechnology. This is a follow-up to my last report on Dr. Mielchia's hydrogel research. New research shows that those who received the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that 
Did you hear? An orange glow. Is is that why uh, we were seeing some of them people eyeballs look like they were about to pop out their eyes? Some of the Congress people. No, no, babe. Keep that on the side for a minute. Okay. okay. Stay, stay right here. Listen to what he's saying. Everybody that got the shot is emitting a, a glow, a, a fluorescent glow. Do you recall when we dealt with Lucifer rays? Mm-hmm. That they wanted to put into the vaccine so that they would automatically know under certain types of light? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody that's got the shot is emitting a certain glow under a certain kind of light. Okay? Now, it could be the unvaccinated that's been shedded on as well. I don't know. This just came out. But let's go on and finish playing this. And uh, I think our question is going to be answered toward the end of this particular uh, piece here. It is visible under a UV light of 365 nanometers. And those who have been exposed to shedding Let me take it back. It's an orange glow in their faces Wait. that is port. Let me take it. So now, pay close attention. I'm Dr. Miel Chia's hydrogel research. New research shows that those who receive the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that is visible under a UV light of 365 nanometers. And those who have been exposed to shedding emit this glow around their nose. After his wife was coerced into getting the COVID shot, PhD Justin Coy began his own research. He found that the more shots a person received, the more they glowed under UV light. The glow can be seen initially around the nose and over time spreads throughout the entire face and into the neck. After a hot shower, filaments are expelled through the skin of the vaxxed, and these filaments also emit a glow under UV light. These filaments not only glow, but they have been shown to move on their own in spastic movements, and they are also attracted to people. In videos, they can be seen trying to latch onto a finger. And when a person who has received the shot has dry skin, these expelled filaments will become airborne. This could explain how shedding occurs from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. The Pfizer trial document stated that an unvaxxed individual in close proximity to someone who's been vaxxed can be infected by inhalation and skin contact. In 2008, a biological nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Staninger tested individuals exposed to this nanotech pesticide and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Are you ready for what they're getting ready to say, Bear? You with me? Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm listening. Intensely. Take attention to this next part, family. 
Dr. Staninger called this the eye of Horus effect due to its similar mm. appearance. Mm. What? What? Mm. Mm. Take our stuff and flip it. They call it the Eye of Haru effect. Hmm. Now, didn't we tell you last week that it seems like no matter how far you go, you always run into angel comedic science? Yeah. Because they didn't want to tell us that the infinity symbol uh, goes all the way back to ancient comedic science. They didn't want to tell us that, but that's all right. They had to tell us anyway, if they're going to be honest in their research. And that's exactly what they did. So now here we are. We know these people are using covert signaling as in the case of taking the pyramid and putting it over using your thumb and your index finger to make a pyramid and put it over your eye to signal other people that you are a member of the group, right? Mm-hmm. And we know they're using ancient comedic science, right, to push symbolically to push their agenda. And we know who doing it. That's why they're using this symbology. The ones who claim they've been chosen. Yes. But they've been using the metaphysical part of ancient comedic science. They call it Kabbalah and all this kind of stuff. It's mysticism. You call it magic. Yeah. But they've been using this all the time, and it's just amazing to me how the symbology seems to follow them no matter what. So it's just more confirmation on the whole analysis with NATO and Obama being Moses that was recreated as a in the lab and that he ain't got no history, okay? He th- his history is a test tube. Let's finish this out. And claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide. Let me take it back a little bit. Okay. That a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Dr. Staninger called this the eye of Horus effect due to its similar appearance and claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide, which according to the literature would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. The idea has been around for decades. The Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an invisible infrared dye which is visible under UV light so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, 
which Lucifer. would theoretically allow the Luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vaxxed to go. The Luciferase is written into the genetics. Lucifer is written into the genetics of the venom. And the Beals number is 6666. Boy. Y'all, we dealt with this a little while back, a few years ago, right as they, they were talking about it, with Bill Gates being one of the primary movers and shakers of the Lucifer race. Lucifer, the light bearer. 1997 discusses an invisible infrared dye, which is visible under UV light, so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, which could theoretically allow the luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. And give you cancer, because that's what SV40 is, simian virus, simian virus 40. They put that in the venom as well. But what? Let me get. Let me take that back. That was spliced into the gene of the of the uh, the virus, the genetically altered flu virus that they call COVID nineteen. They spliced the SV forty in it. Okay. The SV40 was first recognized in the case of Henrietta Lacks, what they call immortal cancer cells that became the foundation for many of the vaccines. If you want to know why cancer is exploding since the 1960s, and now you got, used to be just lung cancer, every now and then you get some other kind of cancer. Now it's cancer everywhere. Okay, and it corresponds with the rise of the vaccines that they've been giving the people. Let me keep going. Henrietta Lacks, by no coincidence, this being the year of the eighth, was a black woman. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vax to glow under UV light. The Trace Act, HR six 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 six. COVID-19 Testing, Research, and Contacting Everyone Act was introduced in May of 2020. The bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control to contact, trace, and monitor the population. In late 2020 and early 2021, people all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of UV light. The quantum dot tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines. Invisible near-infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on quantum dot research, these fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the vax under UV light. You may or may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook. From Revelation 13, 
And the second beast required all people small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. But never forget, we still have free will. Greg Reese reporting. Or at least we think we have free will. Because I just read to you that this stuff is basically taking over your mind, the so-called computer brain interface. Now, that's for people that survived the venom. In the next couple of years, millions and millions and millions of people are going to die that took the shot. And that doesn't mean those of us who didn't take it our home scot-free, as he uh, was talking about, this stuff, the filaments from it, loves to attach itself to humans. And when you look at the video, you can see it under infrared light stretching itself out to get in contact with human skin as if it's alive. Okay? Synthetic DNA. This is no joke, family. All right? So the diabolical nature of the people that we're dealing with cannot be underestimated. If you do, you do so at your own risk. I'm telling you who you're dealing with and what they're capable of. And these people worship death. You can't support the things that they support, killing a half a million people in Ukraine. I ain't got no relatives in Ukraine. But as a human... A real human, I object to mass mass death without a, a a legitimate reason, and that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people that worship mass death. They call them sacrifices. Bear, you can put your information out there. I see we're getting close to eleven, so if I can get off a little oh. bit early, we'll stop. Because uh, it's a little bit. We got air. Right. That was enough. <clears throat> that information. <laughs> Somebody said so powerful. You interfere, interrupted their day. <laughs> I'm, I really, I truly apologize for that. But you know, I'm not the author of any of this, and I rely on other people, and they work. We just put a few extra things with what these people have already said to get you to come to some kind of logical conclusion that what we're dealing with here is punitive. Punitive. In the effort is being centered around propaganda. If these people get all of us If these people get back in charge, 
all of our lives and everybody you know are at risk. I'm just telling you. Don't take my word for it. Go ahead, Ben. All right. I just want to say we get the last hour. Uh, if we go over, it, you can hear it on the phone, 323-421586. Push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Also, Dr. Robert X, GoFundMe. Uh, please donate. I mean, a lot of us, me included, would know all of this if Dr. Robert X was not putting the research in to bring it to us. So please donate to his GoFundMe. He's not going to ask for any money for this, but he needs supplies. He needs glasses. He needs ink. He needs things like that to continue his research to bring this information to us. And also, we have a, for the people that wants to uh, get information from Brother Myron Rice about the paperwork, about the lawful side of things, we have a Truth to Power Skype, uh, and that's in the, um, uh, on the Truth to Power page also. So uh, I don't know what day specifically uh, Myron Rice will be on next week, but the link is already uh, on the page there, so you can go to, and copy the link, and I'll let you know exactly what what day um, Mr. Rice will be on. Uh, so appreciate everyone. Mm-hmm. Gotta, I got to go back, Bear. I got one more article here, Bear. We got to get on this okay. session. Okay. It's called From Censorship to criminalizing dissent, and it's from the Epoch Times, okay? From censorship to what? Criminalizing dissent. Oh, criminal. Okay. That's from the Epoch Times. Here's what they say. History uh, does seem to be on fast forward, doesn't it? A major battle is brewing throughout the Western world over the basic principles of free speech. Is it going to be protected by law? It's not entirely clear what the outcome will be. We seem to be on the precipice of a potential calamity if the courts don't decide the right way. Even if we squeak out a victory, the question is already in play. Our free speech rights have never been more fragile. Turn your attention to France right now. In the dead of night, a new law slipped through the General Assembly that would make it a crime to criticize mRNA shots. Critics called it the Pfizer law. It called for fines up to 45,000 euros and possibly three years in prison for debunking an approved medical treatment. Like all Western nations, Criticism of the mRNA platform has already been subjected to vast social media censorship. There's been a major and global consumer turn against these shots. Still, government-imposed mandates for everyone, billions of people worldwide, 
This was a form of conscription that has driven a deep divide between the rulers and the ruled. Rather than back down, governments are going to bat for the companies and the technology to threaten imprisonment of anyone who speaks out openly against them. Here is where censorship becomes severely weaponized. It's the next logical step. First, you deploy every power to keep the distribution channels of information free of dissent. When that doesn't entirely work, because people find alternative means of getting the word out, you have to intensify matters and institute outright controls. That means lock your ass up. When mainstream corporate media is falling apart and new media is rising, the next stage is to go the full way to flat out criminalize opinion like any totalitarian government. We are very close to that stage. If it can happen in France, it can happen throughout Europe and then the United States. The elites have seized control of our government and coordinate across borders. I'm alarmed. In New York Times opinion section, remember what I said about the op-ed page there yesterday? Yeah. Well, let me read that again. I'm alarmed in the New York Times opinion section celebrates a defamation case by Michael Mann, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He sued a writer for the Competitive Enterprise Institute for taking issue with Mann's climate change model and the hockey stick in particular. You know, they got this this draft a graph where they show a hockey stick, uh, the shape of a hockey stick on the graph, and that's supposed to be uh, uh, what's happening with the climate on the world heading towards destruction. It's a bald-faced lie, ain't no truth involved in it nowhere, and that's why you'll never see these people who believe in this insanity debating anyone. Okay? because they don't have a leg to stand on. The U.S. military through Air Force 2025 has been manipulating the weather for a long, long time. Okay, we dealt with Air Force 2025. It's got to be over 10 years ago, right here on Truth to Power. They say, I have no doubt that mainstream climate science should be subject to rigorous criticism. If the COVID era has taught us anything, it's that scientific consensus can be outrageously wrong. Dr. Mann filed a defamation lawsuit. Most defamation lawsuits are dismissed outright because this country values free speech. Now, have you noticed something, Bev, about defamation lawsuits in this country today? What's that? They use them as a weapon of lawfare. That's what they got Alex Jones for, and that's what you just saw them convict 
Trump for with that crazy white girl case. No evidence, no witness, no nothing, no crime, you guilty. Unless you write for the New York Times or you work for CNN and this kind of junk, right? Because them people been sitting up their line for years. And whenever they get caught and called out, they always go to court and win. Now, they say uh, this suit was accepted by the judge in the Washington, D.C. court. After a full decade, because the case has been ongoing for 10 years, the jury ended up deciding in favor of the plaintiff. One defendant, Rand Simberg, has been told to pay $1,000, and the other, Mark Stein, $1 million. Simberg says he will appeal and stands by every word that he wrote. Stein agrees and is also ready to appeal. And all they did was disagree with this hockey stick garbage that has shown that it's, it's been wrong. But you you bet not criticize the climate control gods because that's the centerpiece of everything that they're doing. Okay? They're going to say, will this have a chilling effect on criticism of government? Absolutely. The writer sees this case as a wedge to make scientific criticism of any area of life, from vaccines to climate change to the, con- to the conversion to electronic vehicles, essentially illegal. This is all extremely dangerous and flies in the face of the First Amendment. Every critic of the, quote, scientific consensus, unquote, in every area has been put on notice. They are already fair game. Those who say that this cannot happen here need to pay close attention to the reality of what's happening. Now I'm done. Wow. Mm. Hmm. Wow, that's Since right. To, de- to criminalizing dissent, if you disagree with the government, and that's exactly what the article, the first article that I was reading from, uh, from yesterday, that's exactly what they're talking about. Obama is the beginning of this. Okay. Well, it's up to the people to finish it and knock them out the box. That is correct. It ain't going to happen until the people do it. There is no other way for it to happen. And it can start this year. Y'all know who behind this stuff. I ain't got to tell you. Go find a truck driver. Okay? A home care worker, because they at least got common sense, and vote for them people. And stop putting these damn career politicians in place, because they, they look prettier. If you're a woman, uh, her makeup looks nice on her. Or she wearing a dress and is hugging her ass like a pair of hands. 
is they and they all is their communication. They all get up there and tell you what they gonna do and what they can do just to get to get in office, and then the whole thing changes. So you can't Prepare. go by it's a, you can't you can't go by that conversation. What? Here's the deal. Once your mm-hmm. knowledge base increases, it automatically changes you. You will know yeah. what you're not hearing. You will know what you're not hearing. And based right. on that, loans, you should run from these establishment <laughs> Negro politicians. I don't give a damn how much name recognition they got. They're trying to kill you because they think that they're going to be able to go into them underground bunkers and they're going to live lavishly. That's the plan. Okay, I'm going to open the line up. Chuck Moe? Hey, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man, I was, I'm glad you finished playing that. Now, that was Tucker Clark. What was the name of that guy? Uh, Greg Reese from InfoWars. And he was the one that was um, schooling Tucker. Oh, man. So if the Atlantic Council got the last nine directors of the CIA. Yep. This is like, um, I keep thinking of, of, huh? Were you talking about the guy? Yeah, he was talking to Tucker. He was talking about, um how they stole the election and uh, how they're using propaganda. I, his name just runs. I have it on my mouth. Uh, one minute, the next minute it's gone. Okay, okay. Yeah, I keep thinking but, like... Um, all these videos those, in the um, chat. You know, go ahead. No, I keep thinking like those um superhero movies, right, where they got that... It's like other government that that's you know um, I think um, Viola Davis plays one of the people you know she yeah. just pop like um, they got um, Samuel Jackson playing one in in the Avengers like this yeah. other government man they got all kinds of technology and stuff that nobody know about you know uh, and they even got it in. Um, the the Hasbro series with their heroes, uh, the Transformers and GI Joe, where yeah. um they they got I think uh one of the, the white guy who comes up is he kind of yeah so they they add on like it's a shadow government and wow so it's coming out this Atlantic Council which isn't even in the United States right yeah they where they based out of Britain they got their little uh, auxiliaries in different countries. But that's NATO. Mm-hmm. NATO, okay. Man, so this is what Trump is up against, man. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm I'm thinking there's no way they're gonna let him run. Um, and I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, their their rhetoric is we ain't worried about it. Like we're gonna get them out one way or another. It don't matter. You know, they, they're very confident. You but know, I, other, I heard Pelosi. Yeah. Huh? Here's the other thing, then I'm going to shut up. That's why 
the time traveler thing is so important because dude ain't blinked an eyebrow about any of it. What does he know? Yeah, yeah. He hey, came man, out the first $400 gym mm-hmm. shoe. I was about to say, you're the first white people to get um, people to drop by $300 sneakers, man. You know, like hey. almost like he played ball or something. He ugly. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and you ain't going to see no black people with them on, so he got white people to buy $300 sneakers like they made. I said, how do you do that? Because he's been hanging around niggas all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he, he got special shit. The ugliest pair of sneakers I ever seen. Like, yo, who gonna wear those, man? But I, I wouldn't wait to see some somebody with a pair of warm. Use in a snowstorm. I wouldn't wear those. Nah, man, they gold sneakers. I'm like, man, man. But man, I, I said it'll be funny if he said, yeah, I got these designed by Kanye. Oh man, he'll really kill it, there, man. Oh, uh, but um. Yeah, it don't I don't I don't have a lot of promise in it. It, it feels like the fix is in and um it's like he's he's playing all his um cards out. They're gonna try to get him in on some criminal stuff, but I, I get the from what the way they're talking, hey, if all else fails, pow pow, you know, like it's it's at it's a it's a man it's 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 inevitable. He's not getting there. That's that's kind of how they talk to man, and I don't yeah. like it. And I I'm disappointed in, and I understand that. And this is what the propaganda, the censorship, and um, as I always do shows on surveillance. Like so you can't have censorship without surveillance. They gotta yeah. know what you're saying to censor you. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. This is all the surveillance capitalism. But um, yep. with the censorship, how it's going to play out is um, he's already censored. You know what I'm saying? So the white people who should be out here raising hell, you're looking at the white people in Europe, man, they done took their tractors out and poured shit all over the place. And yep. the white people here who I know are MAGA, because everywhere I look, if I'm playing a video game on my phone or the train coming home, Anything, everybody's name is MAGA. Where y'all at? Why y'all not out in the streets? I understand that they're going to punish you. You're going to lose your job. You're gonna... But I, I'm just shocked that they're not out here because by them not doing anything last time is how they was able to steal all of this. They got to be yep. out here raising hell, man. And I don't see it. I don't get it from nobody. I hear more of us. And our conversations on different platforms talking more pro, you know, uh, doing something about what's going on in the white people are. You know what I'm saying? And, and it is man, very, very. Hmm? From the different places I go to, mm-hmm. they have been organizing for quite some time. And they still organize. We just don't know about it. But the, some of the websites I go to, Oh, they know mm-hmm. very well what's going on. And I know they know what's what going on, but they're not doing nothing about it. They're not. They're they not. They're not. They, or, they're not they organize. The you know what they signal? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. they signal? 
got a lot of ex-military generals. Yeah. They did with Owens, man. That's the secret. Yeah, I'm starting to get the feeling like last time, man. It all sounds good. It's turning to <laughs> X-22 again. It's all like, oh, yeah, they got watermarks on everything, and it's on the blockchain, and we find out, nah. It's like, I don't see the... Listen, I think they understand, hey, regardless of who wins, it's going to work in their favor. So they don't care. That's what I'm getting from them. They don't seem to have the same... Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe this younger generation is just different, but they're not the white people I remember. It's like a, state, a switch done been switched and they done changed. Like, what the hell? Y'all, y'all are capitulating? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see the organization. It, they used to not care. It, like, out in the public with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, y'all are hiding? Y'all because, are white people y'all. You know what I'm saying? This, this is weird. This, the government was with now the government is against them and i'm telling you something else and i agree with you to a large extent i think that what has happened is what malcolm was talking about with black people is black people have got them creature comforts and they love that football and that fake basketball and all these other balls and they don't want to risk any of their creature comforts. But watch this, Tut. Watch this. See, this is what I mentioned early on. Lab-grown testicles created in male fertility breakthrough. So now all you ballless males can go to the store and get you a pack. Get a <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but that ain't for the males, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 That's going to be You're going to put them, 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 them artificial balls on a dildo, man, or a strap on, man, and be getting chicks pregnant now, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, that's – yeah, what's this world coming to, man? Uh, but, no, nah, I'm getting, like, even with the police, like I was saying last night, you think the cops that used to beat us up, like, what is this? This is everything yep. has changed. And it's like, um I can't believe they going along with it. I just I'm just utterly shocked, man. Oh, just utterly shocked. Um but other than that, man, I see the US man, they trying to provoke really they don't need to provoke them because they can't do nothing to them, but uh they're trying to uh ramp up this Yemen thing because uh, they bombing them like crazy. These people don't even got nothing. But a couple and, of rockets. And Lebanon. And Lebanon, yeah, Hezbollah and, you know, everything. As long as they could put a name to it. Houthis, Hezbollah, they got a reason to say they bombing them. And you notice who they ain't bombing, though. Yes, sir. And it's a reason why they not bombing Iran. Because Iran got some serious technology that's on par with theirs. With, they working um, with rockets. Go ahead. They working. Mm-hmm. Iran is a part of their thing. Obama said yeah. that. Yeah, That's when why. he gave them those drones, because look how good their drones are now. Remember they, remember they was walking through the middle of the whatever they was at in the desert with one of the U.S. drones. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, 
And now they're selling the drones that Russia's using. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, Iran got some stuff, and all they stuff to hit Israel, and that's why they're not going to risk it because it's pretty much over for them if they, um, you know, of course Israel could nuke them or something, but you know, I mean, still they, they're going to take on a lot of damage. Um, but um, uh, China today, did you see what China did? No. Uh, they they pissed off at the U.S. They actually came out with a statement, and they blamed Biden for all the deaths in um, Palestine now because he vetoed. They came up with a ceasefire, a permanent ceasefire that they put before the U.N., and everybody signed it, and the U.S. vetoed it. Biden yeah, I vetoed it. So the, oh, you mentioned it earlier. Okay. So, yeah, so the, um, they came out with a statement, and they usually don't come out with statements. But pretty much saying the blood's on y'all hand now. You know what I'm saying? Because you, your president vetoed that bill. And I said, wow, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not like they're going to do anything to the U.S. Like, what they going to do? Stop stop sending us Nikes? I mean, what they going to do? But the, the point is, is that they're trying to make it very clear that y'all, are, you know, let the world know that Look at what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to let it just go away. Because the Hague already said that Israel is guilty, and they said so. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing they can do. They're just going to do what they do. But I'll mute my line, man. I didn't have too much to say. I was just listening. That was more than enough, my brother. Excellent comment. Uh, hope you and better love to you next week. Oh, that, one, more you, thing, uh, one more thing. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Um. If you haven't noticed right now, I don't know if you um, saw that all of the big media companies merged to form a sport network. No, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, Disney, Fox, um, well, AT&T, which is Tom Warner, um, and um, CBS, they all came together and they bought up the rights for all the television rights for all the major sports. And they're going to stream them now. Um, at the same time they're doing this, you're starting to get all these reports out, like the report that came out that the NFL, I know they didn't want this to come out, but it pretty much get, had a stipulation in their contract with the television companies that they have the right to Fix games for entertainment purposes. You get what I'm saying? So at the same time, you see all of that. What do you see? Uh, I swear, every commercial, every ad that's on YouTube, every uh, from for, even with all these um the popularity of all these new black podcasts that we're looking at, Shannon, all those things. Look in the corner of their program. It's gonna say DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, Caesar Sports, it's all these gambling sites. Mm-hmm. They they are going after us to gamble on games, but at the same time they're telling us this is all entertainment. This is big. That's why you right. got a two hundred point All Star game. No yeah, one's playing. You you, 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 you know what I'm saying? So otherwise mm-hmm. you're gonna pay through the nose uh, at the checkout stand. Uh, so they got to be able to fix the games to control the flow of the dollars. 
Yeah, because now that you got all this um, gambling involved, this this is this is all of it. They they're pretty much telling us that it's rigged. At the same time, they they're throwing this gambling. Hey, your first two hundred dollar bets are free. So you know yeah. it, it's crazy, but um, yeah, just just I'm just paying attention. At look how all of these um. I saw the they have all um, the rappers on um, Mason Canwan. They got their own podcast. Came out mm-hmm. talking about sports. They talk just like they in the hood. Nigga, this bitch, that, you know. They, they talk like they regular. And I said, how they get a thirty million dollar contract after being on TV for a few or YouTube <laughs> for a few months? And then I see, oh, they're being sponsored by Barstool Sports, a gambling uh-huh. site. You know what I'm saying? Same people that gave um, Gilly and Wallow a $100 million contract. The same people DraftKings brought up the Shannon Sharp thing. That's why he got all those views now. It's not because he's doing it on his own. You know, so just pay attention, man. They really going to target at us with this gambling. And I'll beat myself, man. Excellent comments, Cut. Uh, all I can say to that. Thank you, Cut. As far as I'm concerned, pro sports is as dead as hell. And we didn't need them to tell us the games were fixed. They've been fixed we all the time. Knew that. Right. We've been talking about it for how long? So they just basically singing to the choir as far as I'm concerned. And I, I keep saying, anybody that takes pro sports literally today, ain't really watching it. It's watching you. You ain't watching it. Because, man, and I only watch the little eight, nine, ten-minute little ball downs that they have on the school. I don't, I don't pay that much attention to Don't watch them. I can't remember the last time I watched a complete pro anything. But, man, you can see the fake phony calls that they make with the pass interference and all this garbage. It's garbage, and it's always at the the right time. And in the NBA, yeah. you got thirty leads going into the fourth quarter, and because they're marquee uh, teams, it always comes down to a three-point shot at the buzzer. Get the f- out of here. I'm, we're going to call the phone, babe. Get the f- out of here. Well, okay. That's, That's a good nine. Somewhere in the near future, family. Because Okay. It's ridiculous the level of criminality that is so-called pro sports. And it's all the way down to the colleges now. It won't be long, if it still survives, where you're going to see it at the high school level. It's all about money. All right. That's what it's all. Everything is about money. 773-396. Hotel, Deb, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Hotel. Uh, Hotel, um, I think Tetmo's pretty much, um, well, okay, I said the same thing last week. I'm really shocked that the white folks ain't really had a fit yet. That's what's getting me. Why haven't they honestly said, wait a minute, this is my country? Well, so what about the question I have for you? Where you I, think I'm sorry, brother, go ahead. Where do you think well, we're you think we're going well, to be able to sit I, I, Well, brother, I, I mean, I, I guess my, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess my point is, um, 
I, I don't know. Is it honestly going to be an election? Because it, that's the question. Is it really going to be an election? This is going to be a tumultuous year. This is crazy. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, just in general, um, again, I, I know you hear this a lot, but just thank you for your research because this is really, this is powerful what you said tonight. This was really, really, um, it, it really hit. You know, if you again, if you're not seeing what's happening, you're just not paying attention. And maybe what's happening, it's coming to fruition as far as the docile people of the world right now. It has to be the reasons why, unless they get something that we just haven't seen yet. But it has to be the full effect of the vaccine, the food, the frequency. And the fact that people are just letting things happen, at least here. And keep in mind that there are a lot of foods that are banned elsewhere that are legal here that make you very, very kind of dumb. And you know something, guys? They're telling us. Go ahead. Yes, yes, in your face. In your face. And the, the food ain't determining what race eats it. You follow me? The water ain't yeah. dictating what race drinks it. They're trying to kill as many of us as possible. I know that's hard for people to accept. But, man, the evidence is overwhelming. It's already happening. We're just being misdirected with Super Bowl 337. Well, that is Super Bowl 337 if it's all fake. I mean, I don't see the point in looking at sports as entertainment anymore at all. I mean, it was one thing for the Bulls back about 30 years ago, but at this point now, how fake was that? It was fake, too. It's always been fake. I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that life is over per se. But I'm just saying that it's just so many things that are blatantly in our faces, and I just fail to see the point. I don't mute my line. I'm good. Thanks a lot, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't mute my line. I get it. But what is I, what is doing is is making us becoming the creators that we are. Is forcing us. Those of us that that's saying, uh, uh-uh, we we fight, we not giving up. It's taking us to our superpowers. They want to make creators. You, they're gonna turn you into the eye of her room. <laughs> We're gonna be glowing in the dark. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but they wow. using our stuff against us. Yeah. So it's our yeah. stuff. We keep going through the history. We gotta we learn how to use it. The same thing they did over two thousand years ago, they're repeating the same things. Go ahead, family, I'm well, sorry. We, we gotta learn from it. This is the time to learn okay. from it and use another strategy. All right. Okay. Thank you for calling yeah. in. 
Thank you for taking my Okay. Thank you, guys. Hotep and better love. Three, two, three, two, all seven. <clears throat> Hotep family. Hotep family. Better love. Better love. Uh, Barbara Robert, I, I just wanted to address um, something that, as I've been monitoring these stations, uh, these various European stations, it yeah. just it just never ceases to amaze me how it, it it doesn't dawn on them the irony of the whole situation as far as um from our standpoint like you like you um remind us about the when we had our black nationalism and how we you know we were sticking up for ourselves um and how the Europeans are going through their white nationalism now but um how they were attacking us and and like you said that now they are the new negroes <laughs> yep. so is is this as I'm monitoring all these europeans they they just they they never acknowledge they rose in setting up this whole um police state you know what i mean so call it tone this Right. So that that's one reason why it's hard for me to even support any of them, whether it's Trump or whoever. Um, even like today, uh, Stu Peters had dropped um, a demonstration with uh, um, Christina Karamo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, the Republican a... sister out of Michigan. Oh, right, right. She's the head of the RNC that the right-wing Republicans in Michigan wouldn't let her take her seat in that. I think they basically overthrew her. Yeah, she was saying, like, it's, even on that side, you would think that these Republicans is trying to, you know, cur- you know fix stuff, but they, they all in bed because they was giving her a hard time. Now, let so, me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Talk to me. The the people that she was fighting in Michigan is the old school establishment Republicans. Okay? They're the ones that tried to stop any investigation into the voting irregularities in Michigan. Because they don't want orange man either. See, it's the Republican establishment that are with the Democrats, right? that everybody's fighting against. The problem that they got is large numbers of people across the racial spectrum are gravitating towards Orange Man because they see the alternative in terms of the Democratic Party and the Republican establishment. The fight at the Republican estab- in the Republican establishment is so deep that they're asking Mitch McConnell to step aside as the head of the Senate, and they removing uh, Mitt Romney's uh, niece or whatever the hell she is, Rona or something, they're asking her to step aside because they're sabotaging MAGA elections. That's what you see going on in Michigan. So that battle is for the control between the MAGA people, which she represents, Saramo, 
against the Republican establishment that's with the Democratic Party. That's the real deal. Yeah, but but she was saying today on Stu Peters, or I believe the show was from yesterday, she was saying that um, I guess one of her oppositions that she's going up against, and like you saying, she she is is the MAGA, uh, you know, she is about that life. But uh, yes. Trump was supporting a rhino type of demonstration in that area. You know what I mean? So she was basically exposing how, how you know, it's, it's just cutthroat. You know what I'm saying? You know how politics yeah. is, man. Let me tell you, let me tell you, that's why I tell people to keep your eye on Trump. Okay? Um, Trump is going to do strategically what he needs to do to win. I think it's a that's, funny thing, too. Right, right. That's why. It's chess. It's chess. It ain't checkers. Very much so, my brother. But right. that is why he supported the venom, the manufacturing of the venom, in the first place. Don't think for one moment that he didn't know that they was lying to him. So what kind of counter with everything they put him up under did he really have? He could only counter them one way. Because they were threatening this dude uh, like the sun coming up tomorrow. I'm talking about Orange Man. Leave Fauci yeah. alone. I'm about getting rid of Fauci early on. Same with NATO. Okay? So and what did I he do? He did, I, I think if he didn't come out with that warp speed, they was going to try to keep the country locked down as long as, even longer. You know what I mean? So I think he had to think, you know, I think he had to come up with something in order to counter that. But, but go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. What he did was, if you notice, he was promoting the alternative solution. Right. And he didn't mandate it. He, he, exactly. he, gave, you, he gave you the free will. That's right. So he wasn't mandating nothing. He said, if you don't like uh, the venom, take the pharmaceutical, the, uh, the uh, ivermectin. I drive. And what did they do? They exploded on him. (laughs) They started on horse paste and Hillary Clinton coming up with the drinking bleach and all, and he never said that. So I'm not making no excuses for this dude. He's made some horrible mistakes in terms of the people that he supported. Philadelphia with the sister against Doctor, what's his name? Who couldn't even be the de- a brain dead man? Oh, uh, what's the dude in Philadelphia that's six feet nine and got the little tiny head and the big old body that was speaking through a computer? Better, better, right? He supported the doctor as opposed to the sister, and the sister was the one who had the juice. But he supported the doctor because he got all that name recognition. Again, poor judgment. Okay? He went with what he thought was going to be the winner based on name recognition. That's playing the odds. Okay? Cause Trump- you, know, you, you, also, you also know what, what, what just irritates me is how they – these Europeans know what the hell they're doing because 
first thing they do is they 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 pull a fast one with these immigrants, or they they pull some BS, and then they go right to the hood and, and put and put the cameras in the hood and see, you know, just to see what we gonna do or see what we gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a lot of the uh, the Benny Benny the Benny Show man, I, I he he likes to you know. Put the camera in the in the in our people's face to see get our opinion, you know what I mean? Because um, they know it's going to affect our communities more than it affects them. Uh, look at where much of the contention is coming from. The contention around the country is coming from uh, blacks and the illegals. Because we expendable, right. you see, we expendable. It's the same scenario with having all the shootings take place in the black community and then run around out here and holler gun control, but you ain't never did nothing to stop the violence in the black community. Because if you did, you then couldn't holler for gun control because that's where most of the death and stuff is coming from, our community. So they use it to push their agenda. And we support it. Well, I, I, that's all I got for tonight, y'all. I, I appreciate you, OTB, and uh, thank you, brother. Brother, God, good looking good. at Hotep and better love. See you next. Hotep, better love. All right. Well, <clears throat> you that you dropped the mic, Doctor Robert X tonight. Uh, Don't never take your eye off on and family. I said this from day one because I told you what he really represents in my mind. And I'm not moving up off him being no time traveler or anything else that I said about this dude until I see something that makes me move off it. I said he's the Antichrist or an Antichrist. Let me put it like that. So it just depends on what is the Antichrist. We kept we keep coming to that same fork in the road, right, Bear? Yeah. And we said Christ is the spirit. That's what Christ means, the spirit. So if he's going to be an antichrist, he's an anti-spirit. And you keep reminding me, well, what side of the ledger is he on? Is he to expose, right? Mm-hmm. The anti-spirit, because that's what has happened since he's been in office. We've been inundated with Satan stuff since this dude got in office. It's yeah. been everywhere. You can't miss it if you tried. Satan with the gym shoes, highlighting this little homosexual black dude, running around talking about he having sex with Satan, giving all kind of awards to trannies that worship Satan and doing satanic rituals. Uh, doing a little uh, entertainment bit, how much more of it do we need? Baphomet statues being uh, put all over the country? Since Orange Man came into office. <laughs> hey, don't mm-hmm. think for one that I'm head over heels because I already told you, family, don't ever forget it. 
no white person can lead black people anywhere. Nor should we expect them to. That's on us. Well, Dr. Robert X, like I say, you dropped the mic tonight. And you, you, we had one of them, I send you a home. Uh, moments. What did he used to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew it was going to be special uh, when uh, I wanted that Al Green song played yesterday, but we couldn't get it up in time because I sent I it, couldn't late, get but, it up. Yeah, and I sent it late too, Bev. But that's all right. That's my yeah, my computer. I couldn't get in. It was I, evidently it wasn't. I got it. I had to work on it last night, and I got in. Yeah. Well, I ain't no fan of Al Green's work. I mean, I'll nod my head to some of it every now and then. But I love I that never song. heard that. I never heard what? that before. And I and I got all kind of Al Green records back in the day. I just, that's my first time hearing that one. Wow. And I'm oh, a, and I'm a leave what? out with it. Absolutely. All right. Better love, and thank you again. And please, uh, family, uh, donate to Dr. Robert X GoFundMe so he can continue bringing us the research. Better love, thank everyone. Thank you, family. Hold up and better love. See you next week. Hold
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.